Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. My girlfriend is a pain in the ass. I'm at my computer desk doing deep work. Now, focus work like this has built my entire business. I've almost retired my entire family. My phone rings. Focus lost. Thanks, baby. I hope this is important. But it never is. Now I'm in the kitchen making tea and it's all splashing everywhere. It's a health hazard. But then I feel hands start caressing me. And she looks up at me so lovingly. God, she's so fucking annoying. <laughs> I'm walking through the bathroom door and then I hear footsteps behind me. I got lonely. Can I come with you? What? <laughs> it's been three seconds. <laughs> And then I'm at the front door of our house and I hear shuffling behind me. It's her and her bags are packed. I kiss my girlfriend goodbye, not knowing when I'm going to see her again. We both wave to each other. She gets into the car, pulls out of the driveway and her car disappears into the distance. She does this commute every single weekend, 460 miles. It takes her around eight hours to come and see me and spend about six hours with me. She would be a terrible entrepreneur with that kind of return on investments, but she is actually an awesome girlfriend. Even though I call her annoying, I'm glad it's her who's annoying me. So I'll take every interruption, cooking distraction, toilet ambush. These are the problems that I've signed up for. You cannot escape problems. You will always have problems. Trying to escape problems is like trying to escape reality. David Goggins has problems. Andrew Tate has problems. Joe Rogan has problems. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, they all have problems. You can't escape problems, but you can choose which problems you want to solve. And trying to make money is all about solving problems. So are you gonna choose the problems that feel brain numbing and boring and pointless? Or might it be better to choose the problems that get you up out of bed first thing in the morning where you feel super motivated, disciplined, and excited to work on them. Choosing the right problem to solve for money is gonna be the difference between feeling purposeful or feeling lost. It's gonna be the difference between building a business that thrives or one that barely survives, between success and failure in life. I'm Hamza, and our movement is about making our generation of men strong again. This video, is about making men financially strong. You wanna know about the best benefits of making money? With money, you gain freedom. 
You can free yourself from clocking in to this nine to five job that you hate every morning of your life. You can escape the cubicle, travel the world and make money from your laptop in a cafe in Thailand. You can work on your business at whatever time you actually work best. Unlike your father who wakes up sleep deprived every single morning to go to work. Another benefit, with money you can provide. You can support your parents who are edging closer to a retirement that they have not even saved up enough money for. Think about it. Your parents may not have enough money to stop working even when they're old. Even when your mother has arthritis in her fingers and your dad is suffering from prostate cancer, they won't be able to stop working because they'll need money. With money, you can save your future wife from needing to get on public transport every single day where there's men who will literally brush up past her, literally pressing their crotch like into her slightly as they walk past just so they can feel like a little tingle in their dick. You want that to happen to your future wife? And with money, you can become powerful. You can skip university and go follow your real curiosity and go discover your true purpose. You can make fuck you money so you don't have to obey orders from fat teachers or stupid bosses ever again. You can invest in improving your health, your longevity, your fitness, your performance, your mindset, teachers, coaches. That is what we're gonna walk through in this full guide to money. This deserves your full attention. So I recommend that you put this full screen. You take your grubby little fingers off the mouse and off your phone and you just stare at this with the best focus that you can come up with. I've been waking up at 5 a.m. every single morning to make this guide. And not only that, for the last three years, I have worked ruthlessly hard on my business to create the level of success that I have. I'm gonna be sharing those lessons from my own business and also the hundreds of hours that I've put into learning about money from books and courses and seminars and programs programs and teachers. If you're broke, this is going to be perfect for you. If right now you're jumping around from business model to business model, Tate said that this business model is good. Iman said this one, Hamza said be a YouTuber and you don't even know which path to stick to. This is really going to help you. If you already have started to make some progress in your business and you want to start to scale and see more results, this is going to help you. And if you're actually quite advanced and quite rich and you've got money to spend, then this guide will also help you. Step one, a more powerful money mindset. Think about how sad this is, that making money is the overlapping directing force in the majority of people's lives. By the time they're 15, 16, 17 years old, the concept of making money is like very, very important, is just implanted in and that is like their priority for the rest of their lives, how their entire life is set up, who they spend time with, who they are as a person, how they dress, it's all just related to their career. Now imagine this, the majority of people don't even fulfill this goal. They dedicate their entire lives to a goal and they don't even accomplish it. That should really make you sad. Like imagine those goals that you have in your mind and imagine if you try to accomplish one of those goals for the rest of your life and you dedicated as much of your life as like the average person did and you still weren't even close to accomplishing it. The average person works so hard. They actually do genuinely dedicate their lives to making money and then at 60 years old, they've still got nothing to show for it because they're going about it the wrong way. They think that they can just get a career and that hopefully they'll be fine, that hopefully daddy, the boss, will take care of them. Many young men know that that's not the case. 
we know that we have to grip life by the horns and direct it to where we want to go. So I want you to do something very important. Think about what you want the money for. Think about what you'll buy. Think about the lifestyle that you want. Maybe you'll see flashes of how Andrew Tate is living, the watches, the cars. Maybe there's parties that you want to go to. Maybe there's women who you want to look at you whilst you're wearing the nice suits. Forget all of it. Destroy all of those desires. If you really want this full guide to help you, you must understand 99% of people make no progress in making money, do they? So why are you still trying to go through the same route as the 99%? The 99% dream of the same things as you. They want the flashy cars. They want the fame. So you know the better way to start making money is to start with a way more powerful mindset, which is so interesting because the most powerful mindset that you can have to start making money is to not give a fuck about it. It's to not care about it at all. It's to almost devalue money and think to yourself that I don't even want to buy anything. Now, this isn't to say that we're not going to make money. This isn't to say that we're not going to be able to eventually buy things. But when you're first starting off, your greatest priority should be to have a clear mind so that you can focus on your business or maybe high-level career. Too many people are so pulled by these materialistic desires that then they have no hope of ever amassing like real wealth because if they do make any progress in business, they wipe it down by just buying the thing that they thought they were supposed to buy when they don't realize that the person who's showing you that lifestyle with the watch and the cars, one, they've got a lot more money so they can spend it on those things. But two, the thing is, even for them, it wasn't that much of a smart purchase either. To stay hooked at this level right now where you look up to the big boys and you think, oh, I want the, the private jet, I want the car, I want to be able to move out. These things you can eventually get, but only if you stop caring about them right now. Because you know what happens when you care about these things? You're going to go watch another five-hour tape podcast and cope and say that it was productive. Right? You're going to go keep watching more tape shorts, but you're still broke. It's not actually helping you that much. If that's all it takes, someone with a fancy watch to literally steal an hour or two of your time, if that's all it takes, then how are you going to become successful? Do you think those successful people who show you that lifestyle are sat there right now looking at people showing their lifestyle? They're working. So you need to stop this fascination with spending, with materialism, with needing more. And at this level, let's assume you are totally broke. You want to know the best advice I could give to you? Act and think like a stoic. Like these things are beneath you. Like you have no, it, you don't even care about these worldly things. Here you are, a man of character, a man of, of mental strength. Think like a stoic. That you don't need more. That any desire you get for wanting more, wanting this object, wanting that car, wanting those clothes, you just destroy it. You just see it for what it actually is, a mirage of the thing that you really wanted. You never wanted the, the clothing or, or the, the car. You wanted love. You wanted health. You wanted community. You wanted sunlight and sleep. You wanted some kind of way to contribute to your people. 
When you start with this mindset, you'll actually go on to make a lot more money because you come from a place of abundance of like, yeah, if I make money, that's awesome. It's not that I hate money. Yeah, if I make some, awesome, sweet. But I am who I am with or without the money. And imagine this compared to the people you know your age who are the exact opposite, who are crazy, like skimping, trying to get as many pennies as possible. You probably know someone in your family who will happily waste an hour of their life to save $1, don't you? Think about how mad that is. They could work minimum wage, make $10, but they'll spend an hour of their life to save $1. This is what happens when you get in this ultimate scarcity mode and you see all these pictures. You know, women see like Kim Kardashian in the fancy dress and they're like, oh, wow, okay. If I get that, that's what success looks like. Then everyone will kind of validate me and I'll get the, the you know, the unconditional love that I wanted as a child. And for the young men, seeing the gentlemen up there who have got the nice suits, the watches, the cars, the lifestyle, the women, here you are like a little dog looking up at master and ask, you know, like he, he's got a new two hour, five hour video, but there's no actual real value. But here you are just watching like a fan. Not really gaining anything, but just watching. Listening to their every word. Not only do you need a strong mindset at this stage, you need to bring this into real life and start to live in like a very cheap, low expense life to take the pressure off you. Can you see the advantage of this? Because if right here, right now, you are totally broke, but you desire these, these expensive things, you will act in such like a short term, like money grabbing kind of way. And usually those kinds of people don't do so well in business. Instead, if at this level, you're able to create a life and also a mind which doesn't actually need much, it doesn't need much material success, that brings you strength in business. That will make you a stronger entrepreneur because any money you make will feel nice. But you'll think to yourself like, I don't even care about spending it right now. So I, I'll just reinvest it back into my business, which will make more money and more money and more money. So if you're living at home with your parents right now and you want to move out, you know, it's not perfect. You don't have enough space or freedom. And if you're being honest, you'd like to you know, live by yourself so that you could fuck. Let's just be honest. Don't fucking lie. You'd like to be able to invite some friends over and get some kind of validation that you've got your own place. You'd like to be able to hop on Tinder and Instagram, maybe get some girls, you know, bring like a date back. It'd be nice, right? What if just for now, you just click your fingers and just destroy that desire from your mind. And suddenly that monthly expense of like a thousand dollars has just disappeared. It's taken some level of, of pressure off that you needed to make money right now. That is a gift to your future self because now your future self can think for the long term how to make not just like an okay amount of money, 1000 a month, but how to make way more. For me, in 2020, this is exactly what I did. I already was renting an apartment. I was living with my girlfriend, who I was with at the time. We were both like gamers. I had a full-on gaming PC. She did. I had a gamer girlfriend who I got to have sex with every day. You know how awesome is that? There I am living in the city, thinking that I'm an adult and everything. I've got a full-time job, like somewhat comfortable life. And I, I smoke weed, so it's like, you know, it's kind of fun. We eat junk food and stuff. I've got a nice physique. I had a couple of friends. And that made me a, a garbage entrepreneur. 
every little business model that you know someone would be talking about on YouTube, I'd try it, but I'd need to make money fast. And I couldn't because I needed to work full time. I needed to say like, you know, try and save money, but make money. And imagine how much there is in your mind when you've got all of these random things that are, that are taking from your bank account, that are taking from your energy account, from your time. So what did I do? I downscaled my life. I took a hit to my ego, to this, this materialism that everyone values. And I moved out of the apartments. And where did I move to? I moved back home with my family. No fucking, no weed, no friends coming over, just work. And when I moved back, I didn't go with this idea of like, yeah, okay, as soon as I make money, I'm going to move back out. Because I, I knew I could just feel that if I am obsessed and needy with money, that it's going to be elusive away from me. But if I act like I don't even need it, then it will come towards me exactly like a woman. And so with absolute minimum expenses, I started my business here in this very house. And there was actually a point where I considered getting a job, you know. Just today, we drove past the warehouse that I went for an induction at Royal Mail. Royal Mail is like the postage service, a big warehouse close to my house. We drove past that today and I couldn't help but think back to like the induction day that I had there that I literally went when I was trying to become a YouTuber, 100 subscribers, 200 subscribers. And I thought, well, you know, maybe I should just get a job because that's what everyone thinks is normal to do. And I went... And I just, it just felt so depressing being in this warehouse. And I remember sitting at home and really just thinking, okay, like I could get this job and it would take a lot of my time. It would give me like a fair amount of money. You know, I'd be working full time, making a thousand, 1,500 a month and I've got like no expensive. So I'll be able to like get this money right now. That's kind of nice, right? But I realized that it wasn't money that was going to change my life. Like not this amount of money, 1K a month working full-time. That's not going to change my life because I'm still working full-time in a job I hate. What was going to change my life was the ability to put all of my focus into my business that would make a lot more money in the future. And I couldn't do that if I was working full-time. So do you see how I sacrificed money and material success at this level? And that actually led to way more money and material success in the future. Too many young men are trying to make as much money as possible right now because they're so brainwashed like zombies when they see Tate with the fancy car and they think to themselves, yes, okay, this is what success looks like. This is what success looks like. Oh, okay, private jet, you know, first class flight. Oh, oh nice clothing. This is what success looks like. For you, that's not what success is. For you, success would be that you don't even need to work a job, that you can spend all your time developing something like your craft, your skill, your business, so that you can take that off. It's not about cashing out right now and getting the car and getting the watch and the clothes to like look good in front of the people who know you right now. We don't care about them in five to 10 years time. It's about setting up something for the long run. That means you're going to have to put in the years. It, I'm not going to fucking lie to you. If, if this was going to be like a bullshit video and if I was going to try and sell you some course, I'd tell you that, yep, this is going to just take a, you know, a few weeks. Haha. <laughs> this is going to take years of your life. If you don't like that, get out of this video and go watch another tape, motivational podcast. Go watch some more shorts. It's going to take years of your life, but guess what? This is what I'm offering you here. Years. This is what the rest of the world is offering you. Decades. I want 
two hours, however long this video is going to be, two hours of your life to get you to the point where money is checked off. The materialistic world wants your soul. Chances are, if you're watching this video, you've also watched like many bits of content from all these male influencers who are in my space. And it makes me very sad that you actually genuinely don't have almost any good male role model. The thing, the ones that you think are good, once you take a deeper look into them, you'll realize that they're trapping you in the exact same way that they're pretending to free you from. It's not that making a lot of money and being able to spend it makes you powerful. It's not needing money that makes you more powerful. Now imagine not needing money, but you end up making a fuck ton of it anyway. Now imagine that level of power and certainty and confidence, reassurance, conviction that you would have in yourself when you didn't need much money, but you're making so much of it. This is where your feeling of power and freedom comes from. One little extra trip I'll just give about the male influencers because no one talks about this. You know how they all live in Dubai and you know how they all talk about like, yeah, freedom's really important, bro. You know that they're not actually free. You know that they have to live in Dubai for three to six months of the year. They're not actually allowed to leave. They don't actually say this to you because it doesn't sound as, you know, Dubai seems really cool. It's like, yeah, like, bro, I moved there. Just they're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm a high value man. I've got the watch and I moved there, right? This is what none of them will actually tell you. It's like they've traded their freedom for money. When you move over to Dubai, yeah, you get 0% taxes. You're not allowed to leave. You're not allowed to go back to your home country for more than like 90 days a year. They've traded their freedom and also happiness and also health for more money. Oh, yes. They won't tell you this because it doesn't sound as cool. They won't tell you the fact that like you struggle to breathe when you're in Dubai. The air pollution's all crazy there. You can't even drink the water there that you're drinking from plastic water bottles that are estrogenic. You're genuinely trading your health, your happiness, your soul's fulfillment, your purpose as a man for more numbers in your bank account and, and some stinky hole when a girl opens her leg. This is what these men are. Oh, wow. Amazing role models. I'm gonna help you to get to a more powerful position than them. Here is your first actionable step and it's a visualization. Visualize more of the secret millionaire lifestyle. Visualize more of the stoic way of making money. What do you see? If you close your eyes and you thought of the simple life, imagine you think of a life where you get to do exactly what you want to do with your day. Obviously, that doesn't mean to be a complete degenerate. Yeah, yeah, I want to do crack. But like, in terms of, you know, good things for yourself, for your family, for humanity as your contribution to the world, what would your ideal life look like? Because when you ask a young man who's went deep into, you know, watching these influencers, his answers to this it can be quite materialistic. It's like, yeah, you know, it's the car that, yeah, that's always been my dream car. But when you take a step back and you ask a young person, okay, why is your ideal life got this object? You'll always see them stutter and cope because they're unable to say, well, because it would increase my status in the social hierarchy. So hopefully unintelligent people would like me more. And there might be some women who let me penetrate them because I enjoy ejaculation. That's the answer. Don't bullshit yourself. Is that not the answer? If you've got some like materialistic thing that you want, 
that was the answer, wasn't it? And I, I'll be honest, yeah, 100%, it is for me. I, bro, I've spent years of my life doing that. Years of my life, but I'm able with awareness to be able to say, yep. It was like I was a little monkey, little degenerate, just chasing ejaculation. Like a lot, a lot of these like high level men are literally still little monkeys chasing for ejaculation. Literally, like once you look at, look at the, the men that you look up to in this lens of just thinking like, he actually has structured his life and he's disciplined his life in a very interesting way, just like a very like intelligent monkey would have to just achieve ejaculation more. When you really think about it, it's like, that's actually fucking sad. So I'm asking you, what is your ideal life genuinely going to look like? Imagine if you didn't need money at all. Would you really want the life where you're there living in Dubai with the air pollution and the the bus of the Indian slaves, Pakistani slaves being driven across and they're all working in the, the little building there? Is that the kind of environment that you want to live in? Where everyone flies in and out, no one's staying there long term, so you don't have any like genuine real friends, and the friends you may have in that kind of environment are all like on some kind of substances. And yeah, of course, there's substances in Dubai and in, in these Islamic countries. They don't tell you this on the internet. They're as degenerate as, as all of them. Would you like to wake up and have that as your life experience? Really think to yourself, imagine if money didn't exist. Imagine if this, this craving for this, you know, this like validation from unintelligent people didn't exist. What would your dream life look like? The thing is for most people, I genuinely believe if we slap some fucking sense into you and we told you like, stop caring about them. They're not even thinking about you. It's okay. If we like shook you, and try to fucking help you and save years of your life, eventually you'd be honest and say, you know what? I wanna have children. I wanna have like a wife. I, it doesn't sound cool anymore because everyone online is telling me like not to get married and stuff, but like, I wanna have one wife. I wanna go live in like a nice house where it's safe. And I want there to be lots of nature around me. And I wanna have some kind of work that feels meaningful and fun for me to do. And it's like, you know, it, cause it's fun. It doesn't even feel like work. So I can go and do that for a few hours a day. Then I can play with my children. I can play with my dog. I've got my wife who I love dearly. We actually really have like an awesome, healthy relationship. I can't believe I've ever actually genuinely been this level of like open and loving towards another person. And they have to me. I have my faith. I have like a few like interesting hobbies that I like. I like like team sports. Like I've been playing cricket with the local team. And like, we've been actually doing really well and people actually seem to like, like me there. This is like coming back to power where you don't need much else. You don't, you're not there thinking, oh man, you know, I hope my video pops off on YouTube. Oh yeah, you know, uh, you know, oh, that Instagram picture that they posted was so good. I really want a lifestyle like them. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, four wives, you know, because it is, just shut up. Fucking Red Pill Podcasts. This is who you're taking your life direction from. Degenerates. Glorified little monkeys who, who are addicted to ejaculation. What is your ideal life? You don't realize how important this actionable step is. If you can take... I was going to say an hour, but honestly, if you can take days 
To think about this deeply, you might save decades of your life. Think about your real, ideal life and keep asking yourself why. When a young man hears this question and he does write down something like, oh yeah, he wants the car, he wants the Tate lifestyle. A few years ago, I would have told you the Dan Bazarian lifestyle where I get to throw parties with like with coke and hookers and 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 weed and shit. I can't believe I, I spent years of my life with that kind of desire just because it like it looks kind of cool on social media. You just wasted years of, of peeling back the layers of your purpose. You just wasted like years of the time that you could have spent deepening the love with the people who actually matter and here you are just so, so like perturbed. So this is like the opposite of masculinity. What these masculine creators are putting it onto you. What would actually be your real ideal life? When you strip away the bullshit and you keep asking why and you realize how sad it is to like put your life down the line where you're literally just doing it for this like validation for other people. You're doing this because there's like unintelligent people. It's always unintelligent people that they might look at you and smile at you and like be nice to you. You realize how sad it is to spend your life like that. So this doesn't mean that you need to be broke and to be hungry. This doesn't mean that you're not going to be making money. It is in my belief, you'll actually make so much more money this way when you almost pursue the more simple life of not really being materialistic. There's two men who I know, one of them you probably know, who portray this really well. Alex Hamozi and Alex Becker. These are two entrepreneurs, but there's, there's actually many of them. There's Sam Walton, the creator of Walmart, Jeff Bezos, like um, Mark Zuckerberg. These men, they live very simple lives and they've become millionaires or even billionaires. You see, outside of this social media lens, like you spend all your time on social media. Let's be honest. It's actually kind of sad when you think about it because YouTube still is a social media podcast, fucking tape podcast, still a social media, right? So you've got to be honest, like we're actually still fucking losers. Like we still go on social media for hours a day. Yeah, we, yeah, it's YouTube. Oh yeah, Hamza's got a new video. It's still fucking social media. So you're still a bit of a loser. Like so am I, right? So it's like, we're probably not that advanced, but when you think of like some genuine billionaires, when you think of those guys who have built like literal companies which have taken over the entire world, like Walmart, like Amazon, they live simple lives. They're, they're not there flashing their picture of the fancy car because they don't need to show you because they weren't doing it for the ego. They did it just because they genuinely just wanted to build a good company that like would help a certain kind of person. And then here you are, this person who's looking over at these like social media stars, thinking that that's the right way to go about business. And you've tried it that way. You're not making much progress, right? So you've tried it this way of looking at these little influencers. You've tried buying their courses and everything. You've tried watching the five hour tape podcast and it hasn't actually served you that well because you're still broke. So if you're still like, I know that sounds horrible, but the truth is, come on, let's be smart. If you've tried something for a little while and you still feel clueless, you're still thinking which business model, you know, you've switched over business models. How many times? Be honest, how many times over the last six months have you switched business model to business model? Four, five, six? Oh, maybe it should be YouTube. Maybe I should sell cause. Oh, co copyrighted on this one. Agency. You keep switching around. You're not making any real progress. So whatever you're doing right now isn't working, is it? It's a different mindset that you need. 
if right now you're not feeling totally convinced or certain, it might be valuable for you to rewatch this, like this mindset part of this full guide and just let it convince you and, and to destroy those beliefs in your brain. Because I'm not going to lie to you. If I was in your position again, as I was, I would feel quite a lot of fear right now. I don't know if you're feeling it. If you, if you have the sort of body awareness to feel fear inside of your body, I often feel it in my stomach. If I was in your position right now, I would feel some level of fear considering, okay, not going down the materialistic path that you've been probably making some kind of progress to with your desires, because that would mean that you're not going to seem as cool in front of other people. It would mean that you don't get to like sort of, you know, go all in on the sort of Tate mindset or, or the, you know, whatever influencer, whoever's famous these days. It's like you've built up that life of thinking, yeah, I can be that guy who's really high status and girls will really like me. And then, you know, I'll, I'll be able to ejaculate. And when you start to rip that away, like I'm doing from you, I'm ripping away this desire that you've had. Now it feels like now you're raw and naked and now you have to face the world to realize that you've just wasted the last six months of your life, maybe 12 months, maybe three years of your life going down a path that you knew that was never going to serve you anyway, because the thing that would be right for you is nowhere near as cool or socially validated as everything else. Admit it to yourself. Take some time to say it. You know what? My real desire, it's not as cool. I want to have that house in the countryside. I want to like just live with my family. I want to just have like the, the car that's actually really nice to drive, but not the supercar that will turn people's heads because I don't care about those people on the street. I don't care about the unintelligent women who will like my Instagram pictures. I want something deeper than that. I would be so scared if I was in your position, if I was like aware of it. I don't know if you are. I don't know if I seem really crazy. Maybe it'll take you a few more years to get to the point where you're able to understand what I'm saying. Maybe you'll want to check back to this video in 2025, 2026, 2027, and maybe then you'll realize that this was making a lot more sense than you, you were able to comprehend. I'm trying to save decades of your life and I wish someone did this for me. I'm very lucky that I was able to pull myself out of this, like this money greedy, I need as many pennies as possible. And again, the best part about what I'm telling you is that you'll make more money this way, but you have to take a leap of faith. The way you'll make more money is because it's just like how you'll get girls when you're not being needy for them. When you don't need the girl, that's when you're actually more attractive. It's the exact same with money. When you're not there trying to like, you know, like thinking, oh, you know, how can I spend more, more, more money? How can I get more money? How can I get more money? Then you'll make more money because you'll make better long-term decisions. I am not against money. I'm not against you working hard and contributing and giving value and making money. I'm not against spending money. I'm not even against some like materialistic objects, not at all. But I'm against the false messaging, the brainwashing that is inside of your mind that has convinced you that this is like the only path to consider. That's pulling you away from friends and family. That's pulling you away from your own health because to an extreme level, is this not what your parents went through while why they've been sleep deprived for 20 years? Is this is this not the same thing? It's just that you seem enlightened because you know about business and yeah, there's faster ways to make money than you know that your parents know. Fine. But the way that you look at your parents is if they're following like some kind of outdated script and they don't know about the, the better way of life is the way that more intelligent people are just looking at you thinking, yep, he doesn't know. Now, trust me when I say that those people on social media, the, the men's influencers, they're very intelligent. They know that they're selling you like a false god. They know that they're selling you this lifestyle that will get them what they want, but not get what you, what you want. And you'll keep following them. 
because they soothe that sort of primal, stupid, unintelligent part inside of you that just wants to be accepted by others. They'll twist the knife of your primal pain of a lack of like consistent love and community as you see in these days where you know everyone's so separated, everyone's so lonely. They'll twist the knife, tell you that men are so lonely, and then they'll tell you, well, yeah, you know, the cure of that's making money, haha. Hmm. Is that what it is? So why are people lonelier in wealthier countries? It doesn't sound anywhere near as cool, but I, you know what? I almost want to start like a new movement of us confidently making like the real natural human part of us cool again. Of wanting more of the simple life, of, of wanting mud and grass between our feet. Of thinking how cool it would be to have like, I don't know, like a cabin in the woods with people that you love. Of like one of the greatest joys being like getting a dog and playing with it. Of not needing to go fly around the country, podcast to podcast. Yeah, you know, so a high value man is like, just shut up, bro. Shut up. High value, like, what do you want about high value man and this and this and this? Go sell your fucking program. A high value man is not the guy who's making the most amount of money, bro. Because the thing is, I'm making a lot more money than I was six months ago. But if I was doing this while selling my soul, it would be worthless. You've heard about how important purpose is for men. Purpose. You've heard that so much, but none of these guys online will actually explain it to you. There is like a great mission for you here on earth. There absolutely is. I thought that this was like woo-woo BS, but I'm so much seeing this as the truth now. There is like a real reason, a mission for you to be here. And it is not to follow these random influences, including myself. It is not to like make them the hero. Like, oh, guys, you see a new take podcast, but rather to see yourself, and it sounds cringe, but like to see yourself as the main character and to, to peel back the bullshit that's been put across this core part of you that knows what you should do with your life because it was there at the beginning, like this clear message, what you should have done with your life. And other people, the education system, your parents, family, social media, influencers, everything has just put their own message on top. So now you don't even know who you are. So you're living this weird, inauthentic, like shallow breathing lifestyle. So is it any wonder why sometimes your dick doesn't work? Is it any wonder why like you can't even feel like much in your body? Like you almost feel AFK in your own body these days because we don't do natural things. You're here with like, like the sweaty, stinky computer chair. That smells like ass. Another tape podcast. Oh, yes. Yes. Let's push my purpose off for another few hours. Yeah, I've got to make money, guys. Yeah, making money is really important, guys. There's a better way to go about this. I apologize if it seems like I've just wasted a bunch of times with the rant, but I've wanted to say that for a good while now. When I've taken a step back from the internet and from technology, I've realized just how much bullshit is going on here. Now I will teach you this, the real truth about making money and there is no upsell in this. There's no course that you need to buy, but I am warning you that by the time you get to the end of this video, you'll realize that it, this was a weird wrong, almost path to go down.
but I had to go down this path myself. And so I don't blame you for needing to experience it and to see the light yourself either. So my hope is that I can get you to maybe this realization faster. Why? Honestly, I just want more guys in the world who see the truth. Not the truth that's trying to be sold to you, whether it's the education system or, or these same guys who are pretending to free you from the matrix. Like all of them. I'm not even just blaming Tate. Obviously, I'm just using his name because he's the most famous. But I haven't seen a good male influence. I've not even seen one single one. It's so upsetting. I've not seen one single one because they're all just here, like inside of this box, pretending like the box is like all there is and that this is... Maybe they're lying. Maybe they actually know the truth or maybe they're not actually that advanced. But like, here they are in this box, selling you more secrets inside of this box. But you can take a step out of the box and realize how foolish it is to stay in there. And it actually hurts my heart to see how many men are just riddled inside of this. This box of, of wasted potential. Of just random desire of, of materialism, of status. Yeah, I gotta, you know, my shoulder needs to be a little bit more muscular this way. And then I'll feel worthy of love. You can shortcut the thing that you want. Because when you really boil it down, it wasn't actually money that you wanted. It was... What was it? It was freedom, love, happiness, health, joy, purpose, contribution, community. Those were the things you actually wanted in, in this modern world, including in the people who act like they're against modernity. They're just putting materialism as the, the fix of all your problems. And yet when you achieve those materialistic desires, if you're actually honest, you'll realize that it didn't fix anything. So it becomes a massive waste of time. And I'm saddened that I spent years of my life, like three or four, three years, like full time, sort of mastering the game of money and getting it to the point where like, I make more than enough money I could ever spend now. I did that about 30 times faster than most people would, or I don't know, 10 times, 20 times faster, right? In three years, I became financially free. I don't need to make money, but I, it just, it just comes to me now. I just make money like automatically with the things that I like to do. A lot of it. And I don't need it. Remember before, like, I, I don't need the money. Like, what, what am I going to spend? Every now and then I'll, I like to go stay in like an Airbnb. Every now and then I'll go eat at a restaurant and stuff. Fine. But I could sit in the mud and I'd smile anyway. Do you see the power that this gives me? The money has like no effect. I can imagine speaking to my younger self right now. He would have like a sadness in his heart because he'd been going down this pursuit of thinking that this was going to cure his problems. And so it's almost like a sad feeling. So if you want, you can click away and go get like a nice, happy little bubbly feeling by going to watch some like motivational video. Yeah, you know, go get some money. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, do it. You know, make some, make the money. Yeah. It's not going to get you what you actually want. What you think money is going to get you, it won't. It really won't. It will get you some some very good things, as we'll explain in the spending money section of, of this video. It will actually like be a benefit to your life, absolutely. But it's important to realize that you have real, genuine desires inside of you that must be appreciated. And when you go down this path, especially when you're following the wrong people, well, then... You're selling your soul for a few bucks. Step two, what you can do for money. Imagine a fisherman 
in the 18 or 1700s, he wakes up next to his beautiful, gorgeous wife amongst his children at sunrise, in the most beautiful sunrise. And he goes out into the dock and he starts fishing. He feels the, the fishing string pull and he gets one and two and three. And he actually feels really good about himself. He, you know, he's good at this skill. He's been fishing for many, many years. He comes home, passes the fish over to his wife. She cooks it. They have a lovely meal together. Daddy brought us this, this food. We eat because of him. The joy and the love that he would experience and also the purpose of him providing. I believe this kind of simple life is the one that is right for us. But others don't. What happens to this fisherman when the industrial revolution starts and the factories overtake and the, the sea is polluted? He goes out day after day, but zero fish. They've all gone. They've all died. The water's contaminated. So what is he going to do? He can't use his skill anymore. The thing that he actually enjoyed doing to provide to his family. So he needs to go work inside of the factory. He gets work inside of the factory. There he is all day. It's no longer like we don't wake up at sunrise, nice, beautiful time, silent. It's like this loud grinding machine, which is like chuttering in his ear, working next to other weird men who are actually being horrible towards him. Boss doesn't even like him before. Health regulations, dust, clouds, and black smoke. And here you are, chump, some gold coins. And what does he do with these coins? Well, he goes and buys a fish. And he takes that home and gives it to his family and they cook it. So don't you see that you're going to spend a few hours or many hours of your day working, contributing, doing some kind of task. You could do the wholesome task that would actually be like amazing for your life quality. Or you could go and like do the thing that might make you more money so that you can just get what you wanted from the life quality to begin with. Too many people are choosing the wrong option. This part of this guide will help you to finally figure out what to do to make money, what business model to get into, maybe what career to get into. Because for so long, I can imagine, I've spoke to many young guys, hundreds of guys have actually told me this exact same problem. They keep flipping around from business model to business model. Maybe you've wanted to try becoming a YouTuber. Maybe you've wanted to try the agency marketing or the copywriting or the paid ads and all these different kinds of ways to make money. You've considered a couple of careers, but you know, you like there's too many people saying bad things about careers these days, so you wouldn't do that. And you've got no idea. You're making shallow progress. You're not sure what it is that you should do with your life. You just know one thing for certain, you want to make money. That's the problem. That's why you're stuck. If you can go into step one, like we said before, and destroy that need for money. And now let's start from a baseline and let's figure out actually the right thing for you to do. This is the thing you could actually commit yourself to for decades. Imagine how good that would be. By the end of just this step here, you will have the thing that you could genuinely do for decades. That means that you'll be able to master this craft, this skill that we're about to find out for you, which means over the long run, you're going to make a lot more money than the guy who's flipping around from business model to business model. What did we learn from the story of the fisherman? It's that your life quality just comes down to like what you do with the hours of your day. 
And working is going to be a big part of that. The truth is that making money is nice. But if you make money while sacrificing the hours of your day to do something that wasn't like nice for you, then the benefit of the money actually sort of like goes away. Like, okay, the, the, the fisherman is there in the factory. Let's say he's going to get the equivalent of like more money, more value, more resources at the end of that day. But now he's literally there working this task that he doesn't like, that isn't healthy, that pulls him away from his family, that he's not, like, kind of okay at, but not really amazing at like he is with fishing, but he makes more money that he can use to exchange for a fish. Which lifestyle would you rather have? And there's, there's no real answer to this. Some men would say, yep, I just want to make the money. I just want to make the money. Those men, even though it sounds horrible, and this is speaking to younger me because he was one of those, it sounds horrible. They've they've got severe problems. It, it takes years to counteract that. And I know that I, I sound like some, oh, yeah, I'm just being horrible. It's actually like the person who would sacrifice his own health and experience of life to just be able to afford something that will heighten him in society and to gain some status. It's actually worrying. Now, of course, if making a certain amount of money would genuinely save your life because you're in a war-torn country, that's different. Because think about how like gut-wrenching it is for this fisherman where he had like those hours of the day where he was doing something which was still productive. It was still getting him the resources he needed, but it was something he genuinely enjoyed. And because of that, he was able to get really good at it as well. So at this point, what you need to do is to figure out what your flow state task is. This is, in my belief, the single greatest way to go about your money-making journey is to narrow in on what's called your flow state task. This is a task that you do that you naturally get like zero thoughts during. It's a task that you do, which could be like work for someone, but it feels fun and enjoyable, almost like a game for you. You'll know it's your flow state task because you usually will have zero thoughts whilst you do it. For me, it's always been speaking. When I speak and I give advice and I explain concepts, I always have zero thoughts in my brain. It's still hard. It's still like this demanding, difficult, strenuous task. But at the same time, I feel like I'm in some kind of weird like haze right now. Like I, I've had zero thoughts in my mind for the last one and a half hours. And that's like the peak human experience where your monkey mind quietens down and you can actually just be here present. I won't go into more detail for this flow state guide. I made a whole like two hour guide on my channel, the flow state focus guide. Just go watch that when you have the time. And until then, just think about whatever your flow state task could be. The kind of task that feels pleasant for you, but it actually still is pretty productive. It's speaking for me, maybe it's writing for you, maybe it's coaching for another person, maybe it's teaching, maybe it's like lifting weights and exercising, maybe it's, it's um, reading, like whatever it is, there's got to be something which really just aligns to you. That's the thing that you're going to use for money. That is your gift to humanity. That is something that you were born with, which is different from everyone else. I believe that that was what you were supposed to get really good at as a gift to other people. And when we use entrepreneurship in a capitalist society, when we give that gift to other people, they'll give us money in return. Do you see how my gift that I was born with, because I was four years old when I knew that I liked explaining concepts to people, this gift of speaking, I'm using to help you. And this has made me a lot of money. Imagine if I didn't do this and I just tried to chase the money 
and I went and worked at the warehouse. I would have made more money back then, right? I would have made more money back then. But when you find this flow state task, when you find this, this task that just feels right for you, that feels enjoyable for you, even though it might not be the thing that's going to make a lot of money, naturally you get really good at it because you just want to do it all the time. So even when I'm not working, I'm speaking to people, I'll be in the gym and I'll end up like meeting a new person and I can't help but to like speak motivational concepts and everything at them. I can't help it because it's just enjoyable for me to like say things out of my mouth and explain things in the way that I understand them myself. That means that you're going to get really good at it. It means that you're going to practice 24-7 just naturally. It means that you're going to put in more hours than everyone else and actually enjoy it. And this is the best part if you're a new entrepreneur, if you're trying to figure out like, you know, which business to make. When you know your flow state task, you don't jump around from business to business because you just know the thing that you can go all in on. For me, it's speaking. So there might be, you know, YouTube, there might be Twitch or some other ways, being a motivational speaker in person. There's different things I could do, but as long as the skill, the task is consistent as it is for me, which is speaking, it narrows down like the things that I'll consider. Right now you might be thinking, wait, wait, I don't really know my flow state task. I don't even understand what it means. So I'll just ask you, what is something that is kind of like work, but you do it and it's actually kind of fun? and you often have zero thoughts in your mind whilst you do it. If you're not sure of the answer, it would be valuable for you to just keep this question in mind and maybe go through your life because there probably is something that you're doing right now or maybe something that you'll eventually find where this will become more apparent. This advice is gonna sound lame, but if you're just going like try new things, sometimes you'll be able to go and find like the thing that puts you into more of a flow state. There's zero thoughts in your mind. It feels super enjoyable. You integrate with the task. You almost lose your sense of self. And why is this so hard to find? Why has no one ever taught you this before? Well, because it's not as cool. You see, when you're trying to figure out what your flow state task is, it might not be the thing that's going to make like potentially the most amount of money right now. It might not be the most trending thing. And so why isn't this spoken about more? If this is such great advice, why is no one else speaking about this? I think it's because this isn't a way to guarantee that you'll make the most amount of money, but it is the way to guarantee that you will have the most amount of fulfillment and purpose in your life. So you need to choose right now. If there's one that you would sacrifice, would you sacrifice your purpose as a man or would you sacrifice more money? Let's say you're not going to be totally broke. Which one would you sacrifice? The reason why you exist or material success. Most people would literally sacrifice their purpose. That's why they stay average. That's why they stay as the 99%. But there are some strong, stoic-minded men, superior men, who would always choose purpose over the material success. School did not prepare you for this. In fact, it did the exact opposite. School brainwashed you to think that you should do whatever it takes to just get into the career that will just be the highest salary possible. School brainwashed you like that, but then unfortunately, all these internet entrepreneurs brainwashed you to think that you should just do whatever business makes the most money as possible. Again, this is a weak place to come from. Why optimize your life for material success when you can optimize it for like real masculine purpose? It's just worrying because mask, like seemingly masculine men say this and so it seems weird now that I'm like calling it out because you're realizing, yeah, it is fucking weird how like, like they're telling you to like not follow your purpose and instead of just try and make as much money as possible. But that might not be your purpose. What if you were going to feel absolutely spiritually enlightened, happy, loved, 
purposeful as a man, but you were going to be more of this like starving artist kind of person where you were going to contribute to humanity greatly, but you weren't going to make much material success. And maybe at times you might be slightly like, you might be like homeless. That sounds awful in some ways, but like, what if that was the life that actually would have led you to the greatest actual genuine life? Our fear of a lack of material success and status is going to make us sacrifice our purpose as men. And that is the priority of our lives. That is the reason why we exist. And every step that you take away from your purpose will always pain you. Every step that you take towards your purpose will always serve you. This is a big step towards your purpose. And again, I know that this doesn't sound very like YouTuber mode of me. But I understand if you want to take a break from this video and you want to come back in, in two or three years, I actually understand. And I know that seems like weird to say, but if 16 year old me or 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 year old me had watched this video, it would just be too overwhelming and I'd be too scared to continue watching it past a certain point. If you are going to think to yourself, yeah, you know, this is kind of weird. Yeah, I'll think about this later. Just know that you are wasting your life in the meantime. When you go away for like a year or two, you're not going to follow this advice for now. You've wasted those two years. You won't believe it, but eventually you will look back and realize that it was just pointless to go and pursue something that wasn't even your purpose. And there's a brilliant question that can come up right now. And you might think, okay, I know my flow state task. I, I, well, I kind of know, okay, it's probably this this thing, right? It's probably writing, let's say. But what if it doesn't make much money? What if it can't make much money? And that's a brilliant question to ask, but I would say, don't be so sure that your flow state task might not make much money because mastering a skill over decades inevitably makes you like a high income earner comparing to the person who's just flipping around business models. So you're definitely going to be better off going all in on something that's not very profitable than like flipping around and not making any progress in profitable businesses that you're not even actually making progress in. The beauty of going all in on your flow state task, like your gift to humanity, for me it's speaking, is that this is the thing that you can do for decades. And over that amount of time, what is trending, what makes a lot of money right now. Inevitably that changes. And if it crosses and overlaps onto your gift, you will make a lot of money. So for example, when I first started like these YouTube videos and it felt really good to do it, I didn't know about this concept of flow states. It just felt kind of like right for me to give advice to people to speak. Eventually I started making a lot of money from this and I had to learn other skills and, you know, go through the trials and tribulations and everything. But I didn't start thinking that I would make this much money. I just wanted to make like one or $2,000 a month. That was, it. I literally just wanted to make enough. So I didn't need to work like a full time job that I hated. It just so happened that the sort of market of where the money is going moved onto social media, attention, influencers. And I happened to just grow like crazy. I don't believe I got lucky in the growth of my channel. I think I really put in the work for that and I leveled up the skill, but I certainly got lucky with the fact that at this time when I had been leveling up my skill was when like the new meta of making money is now currently on like social media influencers. Like, it's like that's like the, the best job or business that you can begin right now for like young sort of not that extremely experienced people. 
Now, straight away, you might be thinking, okay, sweet, so I'll just do that. But again, don't just follow the money because this will change. This will have inevitably change in the next few years. It's like, you know, people might find like influencers and YouTubers cringe in five or 10 years from now. And this AI and there's so many new things coming out that like the market will eventually change. If you're following the market like a little dog seeing, okay, what's trending right now, then you're just constantly going to be like too far behind. The only way, in my opinion, to get really, really rich is you go all the way into your flow state task. For me, it's speaking. And if the market just ends up actually overlapping and then you get super, super rewarded, it's like you got lucky in some ways and also you forced it in others. I think that's the way that you get rich these days. People just end up rewarding your flow state task just because that's like the nature of like business has just moved around. You know, our interests have just moved around. Imagine the guy who was studying AI, artificial intelligence, 10 years ago. It was kind of like, you know, like, who who the fuck was talking about this? I'm sure, like, the, that space knew that it was still going to be massive. But as, like, normal people, we weren't thinking about AI 10 years ago when you were, like, 12 years old or whatever, however old you are, minus 10 years. We weren't thinking about it, right? So there was a guy studying it, not even thinking that he'd ever become rich from it. And then the market moved over and overlapped his interest, his flow states. Then he became a millionaire because, or billionaire because he's made some like AI product now. I think that's the better way to go about it. And then a fantastic question you could ask is, okay, but what if the market never really overlaps my flow state task? If that happens, honestly, this sounds kind of lame, but I just tell you, use the same mindset from step one, which is like, yep, I don't even care about money. I'm doing the thing which really I enjoy. You know, here I am, the fisherman, like I'm having an awesome life because of that. As long as you're never hungry, as long as you're, you're meeting the baseline, you know, you're making a few K a month, which you absolutely will. If you go all in on one skill for decades, you're going to get to the point where you're making at least five to 10K a month, even way, way more than that. Imagine that. It doesn't even matter if it's not even like a great, like fancy skill to get into. But if you literally did it for decades, you'd get to the point where naturally you'd see the opportunities inside of that business model and everything. You'd be absolutely fine. And if the market does overlap, then okay, sweet. Then, you know, rinse it out, enjoy the extra money. But it's like, with this powerful mindset, it's like you don't even care. So the market overlapped my flow state task. I became quite successful. Here I am in the same house because the success and the money doesn't actually define me. It doesn't change me. If it changes you, then it shows that you're quite like a weak person. So you can either follow what's hot and trending right now, or you can just stay on your flow state task the gift that you have to humanity and just keep giving that at a greater level. The impact that I'm hoping for with this video is that more young men actually are taking a, a intelligent path to wealth, a more secure and actual, actually strong path. Again, even though they like there's male influencers who seem strong, their advice is actually awfully weak. And I want to raise the strength of men. I want men to be more masculine. That comes from you following your purpose. Your flow state task is likely your purpose. So my advice isn't as cool. It's not gonna, probably not gonna get you like as much like club pussy, like, you know, random girls messaging you and stuff. It's probably not gonna get you that. You're not gonna get as many likes on Instagram and stuff, but it will get you enlightenment. It will get you love. It will get you faith. Instead of like the random girls, like, you know, sending you messages, you'll get more of the higher quality, spiritual, open, loving women 
who trust you and you'll have better sex with them as well, by the way, than like the little degenerates. I just want more young men to be like happy and productive and to have like something to work hard for. And it really saddens me to see so many young men just jumping around business models, just chasing the money in such a weak mindset. And then, you know, feeling so bad about themselves when there's such a stronger way to go about this pursuit of wealth. If you'd like to help that mission, just do something very quick. If you just scroll down right now and click on the like button, or maybe you can write a comment, the YouTube algorithm will like share this video around. More young guys can see it. So here's your actionable step for this part of the guide. We want you to figure out your flow state task. I'll have a card come up on screen where you can go on my channel and it's the flow state focus full guide. It's really worth watching. Figure out what your flow state task is. It's really worth your time to know what work, what task, what like hour of your day do you have zero thoughts, which just puts you into this beautifully present mode as I am here with zero thoughts in my mind. Do you know why this actionable step is worth doing? Because when you figure out your flow state task, you finally know what to go all in on. No more jumping around business model to business model. You've got something which doesn't change and you can literally just stick to it now. Okay, this is the thing I'm gonna like use to make money. Step three, who you're going to sell to. What's the purpose of a car? Just answer that question in your mind. What's the purpose of a car? To get to a destination, right? Imagine if there was an unintelligent person who answered that question and said like, oh, well, uh, to go to the gas station to buy gas. The purpose of a car is to buy gas. Yeah. No, it's not. It's to get to the destination, right? But then why are you that unintelligent guy when it comes to business? Because a business and a car are actually quite similar. Their purpose is to get to some kind of destination to achieve something and they use fuel to get there. The fuel for a business is money. The purpose of a business is not to make money. The money is the fuel to get to some kind of destination or impact. But so many young men have the wrong mindset when it comes to business and they believe that you get into business to make money. But if that's your mindset, you stay broke because you're needy. How do you attract a girl? Do you act needy, desperate? Do you focus on her? Or do you focus on your own destination, where you want your life to go and the woman is such a beautiful addition, but not the entire part of your life? Being needy repels the girl, being needy repels the money. Think of business as money is the same topic. Your business is to achieve some kind of mission some cause to help some kind of people and you use money to do that. So who do you wanna help? Because we've got to the point now where you kind of are understanding your flow state task, what you might do for money. Who do you want to use that flow state task, that gift for? Who do you want to work hard for? Not just who will give you money. Imagine if you were a billionaire. Imagine if you had tens of billions and unlimited credit card. Who would you want to help? Who are your people? For me, it's young men who are struggling, young men who remind me of my younger self, who were so clueless and who didn't really have like a single good mentor out there. I had my brother, but then life kind of split us apart. My father was overworking 80 hours a week. The education system let me down. The, the fat, obese, obese female teachers who throttled the masculinity inside of me, who made me sit straight with my legs crossed, squishing my balls, that pissed me off. 
And so finally, when I was 21 years old, 22 years old, and I was trying to make something of myself, it was so difficult to sit down and work because all of my life, these beliefs had been implanted into my mind that I couldn't like sit down and do work by myself because I needed a teacher, an authority figure to tell me what to do first. I needed daddy to come and give me homework that I didn't feel like a man, let alone even understanding what being a man was. And so what did I do? I made progress on myself. I dedicated myself to the kind of vision, mission and goals for myself. And then when I looked around and I saw so many men struggling with the exact same thing and I knew that I had like the answers in my mind, the system, the framework to help other guys. And my flow state task for me, like, you know, the, the thing, the work task that doesn't really feel like work is speaking. It became obvious. I want to help you. I want to help young men who are struggling in, in this modern world. Young men who don't know their place. Young men who haven't developed the skills, the mindset, the beliefs, the values that they need to achieve some kind of good life. I want to develop more men. Honestly, for my own selfish reason, I just want more men who are like me so that I can have more friends because it's a lonely journey when you start to embark on this path. I want to go into the gym and see more guys in there. I want to walk past the guy and know that he's been meditating for the last two years. That's why I do what I do so relentlessly. And so you can think about this. Who would be your people? What would be your cause, your mission, your movement? This is the beauty of a business. And I really want to give you this mindset because it will really help you. This belief that we can put into your mind. The point of a business is for you to create some kind of impact in the world. So what impact do you want to create? You use money to help create that impact. So for example, the money that my business makes, I'm able to hire teachers and experts to teach inside of my online school. So you can see that my movement, my impact is to try and help young men to educate them. And the money that I make from my business, I reinvest it for the mission. And of course, that gets the point when you're profiting so much and you can't even like spend more money in the business. And so you get to like upgrade your lifestyle and you make more money personally. But as we discussed, like you making more money is, it's not gonna change your life as much as you think, but you creating a positive impact for the people you genuinely care about will. So this is the point that so many people struggle and they literally waste like six to 12 months of their lives because when they chase the money, when someone's mindset is just thinking, okay, business, I want to make money fast. They go wherever they've just heard about money. Okay. So this one, this one, this business model, this, this customer, and you've probably heard of these business models that I'm talking about where you've seen the advice on YouTube where it's like, oh yeah, how to like start an agency to, to market for chiropractors or something. My advice is to not go down the route where you're just trying to chase money and you're trying to like get into this profitable market. Because if you don't care about them, if you don't care about helping chiropractors scale, why would you want to spend your life doing that just to make money? What if you did it the other way around? What if you still made a lot of money, but your business was about helping the people that you cared about? the kind of people that you cared about, the movements. Maybe it's not even people, maybe it's animals, maybe it's the environment, maybe it's it's wanting to get into space travel. Maybe it's wanting to help video gamers quit playing games. Maybe it's wanting to help guys who, who keep watching porn and they hate themselves for it. Maybe it's guys who've got bad mental health and you've experienced it and so that's your big movement. It's like, I wanna help guys who are suffering from depression and anxiety. I wanna help men who are overworked. I want to, you know, it could be so specific. I want to help men who have literally just lost a child. Because what if you went through that yourself and it was so brutally hard and, and so this could become your business. That's what you work hard on. 
naturally when you work hard in these like capitalistic societies, people will end up paying you money for it. You use that money to further your cause. So this is a mini actionable step for you. Just try and think of the kind of people or cause or mission that would actually mean a lot for you. What would get you genuinely out of bed in the morning? Would it be to help chiropractors scale to six figures? Agency marketing for these people, would it really be that? Or would it be maybe like helping your younger self? A guy who experienced like one problem that you had. Business is all about just helping people with their problems. And so whose problems, what people do you want to help? I believe that this is the right way, the powerful way to go about your business. We're actually focused more on other people and your business becomes like a gift to the world. Any money that you make when you're living so purposefully feels like a brilliant bonus, but it's just that it's, it's a bonus on top of an already good life. And again, what does that sound like? Like women. Don't you see making money and attracting a, a woman is very, very similar. When you're needy, when you chase the money, when you chase the girl, it eludes you. It runs away from you. It's disgusted by you. But when you're not needy, when you have this abundant mindset, when you're focused on something else, when you're focused on your purpose, that's when it naturally comes to you. And it's like, you care, you value it. It's awesome to have, but you're fine either way. That's such a powerful mindset. And how are you fine either way? Because the actions and the life that you've set up, the business that you've set up is there for the right reason. It's not just for the money. Your life isn't set up just for the woman. It's there for purpose, for impact, for community and contribution. Who do you want to contribute to? What kind of people would you like to help? What kind of people would you like to have around you? Your people. And then don't you see, we're going to use our flow state task kind of like a gift to these people. You are like my people. You're a young man who wants to improve his life. And my gift to you is my skill of speaking. If this makes no money at all, I'm fine. Because I have no thoughts in my brain. My monkey mind is quiet and there's this impact and purpose and contribution to humanity. That makes me feel awesome 24-7. I don't need the extra dopamine or validation because I'm helping you. And when this does make money, well, then it's like such an awesome bonus. And it makes more money than you realize, probably more than just chasing the money because I've got the abundant mindset. I work super hard because it just feels like fun for me. So how could many people compete with me when I'm doing this for fun for as many hours of the day as possible and someone else is doing this for money? When he makes enough money, he's going to stop. I don't stop because I'm just playing a game. I'm just literally just helping my bros out. Do you see how this actually makes you a lethal, competitive, capable entrepreneur? So we want to choose your markets, the kind of people you want to help, your dream avatar, the ideal customer. How do you find that out? Well, it's just through asking yourself about your interests and, and what you value, what you care about. Who do you like? Who do you want to help? Who do you understand? Whose problems could you genuinely help with? For a lot of us watching, the easiest answer and perhaps the best answer is your younger self. 
Just like if you think back six months or 12 months or maybe even years and you think about a specific problem that your younger self was going through, maybe you just decide to help them. Once you have an idea of what it could be, you know, the kind of person you want to help, but you don't feel too certain, I'll give you the best advice I could give. So I hope you take this seriously. Just choose one and commit to it. What kind of person could you help? The first thing that comes to your mind is like my younger self who was addicted to video games. Boom. Just go with that. Just go with that because naturally over the next few months, you'll kind of fine tune and correct course and know what you like, know what you don't like. But trying to overthink this right now and thinking of the perfect market and everything like this, like this overthinking that so many young guys get into, you make no progress. So just choose one right now and let's dive deep into it. There's a fantastic question that comes up, especially when we start to think about our younger selves as like the market that we want to help, the people we want to help. And that is, what if my ideal person or, or customer doesn't have so much money. So what if, for example, your people that you want to help is young men who are addicted to video games. But of course, you know, we want to make a business. We do want to make money. But those guys don't really have that much money to give you, right? Compared to like what you've heard on online on YouTube, where if you make like an agency for chiropractors or for, for um, orthodontists or something, they've got a lot of money. So, you know, it might be better to go with them. Here's where I would disagree because let's imagine like a stereotypical 16 year old young guy. He's broke, right? He can't afford any product that we want to sell him, right? Is that so? What shoes is he wearing? Nike trainers. $150? How much are sh new shoes these days? A lot of motherfuckers, even 16-year-old broke kids, they don't buy pre-owned shoes from eBay or anything, right? They go into the store and buy them just like new, as you'd expect, right? From Nike or JD or Adidas, whatever. How much are shoes? $100? $150? And they're spending that every couple of months on new shoes? And what has he got inside of his ears? AirPods. How much are AirPods? $200? His shirt? $35, $40? So they've got money, right? So don't bullshit yourself because I used to do this and I this is something I see all the time with young guys who are getting into business and they'll always say this like, oh, but you know, my I'm, I'm really young. People in my country don't make as much money. This is this. I'm just, bro, they've got AirPods. They've got trainers. What do you want about that? They don't have money to buy your services. Yes, they do. That's a limiting belief. Destroy it right now. Think to yourself with this, like, like a bit of a stronger mindset. They're spending money on stuff. Why not your stuff? If this is the kind of person you want to help and you want to go all in on this market, like your people, and you want to help them and also make money, then don't be scared thinking, oh, but usually, you know, most young people don't have as much money. Yeah, it's a fact that young people have less money than old people. Okay, fine. That's a fact. But they've got more than enough to make a lot of money for you if you've got a good product and a way to market, which we'll cover in this guide. So I think it's way better to choose the market, the people that you genuinely care about, even if it seems like they don't have as much money as like a different market, which you would only try to help for the money. Like if you have a passion to help chiropractors and physiotherapists and dentists scale up their businesses, then sure do that. But if you like, if you're thinking like, why the, who, what the fuck is a chiropractor? Like, then don't pursue trying to help people that you don't even know or care about. Rather just go with the kind of people that you want to help. Now, look at Andrew Tate's. He's made a lot of money in the last few years, right? But like, if you do the math, probably hundreds of millions. Who is his market? Specifically broke young men. 
He appeals to the broke young man and yet he's made millions from them. Because they still have enough money to add up to get you to a crazy amount. Destroy that limiting belief. And this is going to get interesting. This is where you're going to learn a marketing term. It's called customer avatar. The dream avatar. The idea is that we want to construct this understanding of like the dream perfect person that you're trying to help. You see, you don't want to keep it in mind of a group of people that you want to help. You don't want to keep in mind lots of people. You'd rather very much personalize your message, your marketing, your, your product, everything for maybe a specific person. So this is a great marketing tactic that you can do. What we want to do is create our dream avatar. So this is your actionable step. Load up a document on your computer, maybe your phone or a piece of paper, and just title it like dream avatar, customer avatar. What we want is pure, autistic detail about the kind of person that we want to help with our business. I'm talking detail like we want to know the first few thoughts that pop into their mind the moment that their eyes open when they wake up. We want to know not just what they say out loud publicly that they want, but what they really want which they might not talk about outside of the, their own mind. We want to know their fears, their hopes, their dreams, their goals. We want to know what content they're consuming, what websites they're on. We want to know the bad habits and the good habits that they get into. We want to have like a document which outlines one specific like imaginary person. Maybe it's not even imaginary. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's your younger self. Maybe it's someone that you know. Give it a name, maybe even a picture. Construct like a character. And the idea is once we have this document, this understanding that this is who we're trying to sell to, we constantly just think about this one person, this imaginary character that we've made up. Anything that we do from now on, we're going to do to help this one person. Because can you see how powerful this is? Here we are, we're going to obsess over this one person and there's millions of people like that. But every time we speak now, let's say when I speak to you on camera, does it feel like I'm speaking to millions of people right now? You know, through this video, has it felt like I'm speaking to two million guys? Has it been like, have I started the video saying, hey guys, and so I wanted to help you all with this. Imagine how much less you might like me and invest in the videos that I make if I spoke in that way where I was recording this right now for my audience instead of you. Truthfully, I record these videos not really even for you or for my audience, but for younger Hamza. Younger Hamza is like a character that I've created in my mind. That's my like dream customer avatar. And I've even got documents on my PC, which are like very detailed, where I've literally spoke about like his real desires that he wouldn't have said out loud. And some of them I've wrote is like, he'll act like a normal person, but he's really obsessed with wanting to fuck as many girls as possible. It's like a real primal desire inside of him. He won't talk about it much, but like it's the truth. So if you can appeal to that, he's more likely to follow you. He wants to build muscle specifically so that he can get more likes on Tinder. Now, this was like the, the sort of avatar I was attracting, you know, last year on, on YouTube, right? And I followed that to a T and my channel blew up because younger Hamza is not so unique. There's millions of him around the world. But when you focus specifically on like one person that you're imagining, like right now, I always speak on camera as if I'm speaking to my younger self. It makes each person in the audience or each customer feel like 
more committed to your message, to your business. You get a greater understanding of who you're trying to help and what product to make and the way to speak and the way to market and sell. So this is very powerful. This might take you about half an hour to an hour. Either do it right now, pause the video, or do it like as soon as you've got like a deep work block, like some high level thinking. Maybe you wake up tomorrow morning and you do this. You create your dream avatar documents. And what I'll do for you for free, I wasn't planning to do this. I'll make a template for like the customer avatar and I'll just link it in the description. There's no email sign up, nothing to buy or anything. It's literally just like a notion document. I'll make it right now and then I'll link it there. So you can just use that as like a template to all the questions are there just to make it easier for you. I'm a nice guy, man. If you're gonna use the template, please help me, sh please share the video, man, come on. At least like, give me some value back, bro. Share this video, click on the like button, um, comment, rate and subscribe, whatever the fucking YouTubers say. I don't know if that stuff makes a difference, man. But if you can share this video, if you can ever mention it to someone else, if you've got some friends who are interested in this topic, if you end up getting into a conversation somewhere, in real life or on the internet a month from now. If you ever just say out loud or write it down in, in a comment on the internet, oh, you should go watch Hamza's Money Full Guide. That would mean a lot to me. As many comments like that that you could leave around the internet. Oh yeah, Hamza's Full Guide, Hamza's Money Guide. Spreading word of mouth for this work is very, very powerful. And it would mean a lot to me if like these guides ended up helping more people. And of course that would also grow my business. So it's a win-win for everyone really. If you wanted to do that, please do that. Once you've got that document and you've started to think, okay, this is, you know, it makes sense. This is about who I'm trying to attract. And you might not feel perfect on it, of course, like as the months go by, you'll correct course, you'll change a few things in there. That's absolutely fine. What you wanna do now, to stand out from your potential competition, to be able to sell the product which we're about to make in the rest of this guide, you wanna know this type of person as well as possible. To really make a lot of money in the future, I want you right now to go above and beyond to get to know this, this avatar, this person. So there might be some people that you know who are already like that. Speak to them. Ask them questions, ask them, what are your goals? What's, you know, what are you doing? What, which video are you more likely to click on? Get constant feedback. If you wear your own avatar, for example, mine's my younger self. I've done something which I call avatar journaling, which is where I'll kind of put myself into the state of feeling like I am my younger self, the person I'm trying to attract for these videos for my business. And I'll write as if I am him. And the thoughts that I can kind of imagine he was getting and the desires and the problems and the fears and the hopes and dreams and everything. And I'll write as if I'm him just to gain a better understanding of what he's going through, what kind of videos he might end up watching, what product he might end up buying. You can think about that level of extra detail and understanding that I was getting to be able to attract someone like you. And then I went even further. I started to do a one-to-one -one video call every single morning for months, months and months and months, just to kind of understand the kind of people that I was trying to help, to further just create the kind of like mind that I needed to be able to help someone like you. So I just started to hop on calls with people all the time. There was a point when I literally was doing hours of free calls a day just for a few weeks, just to really like sort of put my trajectory of understanding this avatar on the fast track. And it was super, super powerful to do that. By doing this actionable step now, which you could probably breeze through in about 15 minutes, you will significantly improve how much money you're about to make because you'll just be better at marketing and knowing who you're speaking to. But of course, doing this actionable step 
knowing who you're speaking to is almost pointless if you don't have a product to sell them. So let's get to that. Step four, creating your product. In this part of this guide, you're gonna know exactly what you're gonna sell. You're gonna create a product that's genuinely, literally, 10 times better than your competitors. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. You are going to create a product that is 10 times better than what your competitors are selling. And for a nice, wholesome benefit of this guide, this is gonna give you something interesting and fun to work hard for. Often when I ask young guys inside of my own, like I have like a private online school. And when I ask them this question, I always see like the chat flood up. I always ask, who here is willing to work super hard to make a lot of money? Type one in the chat right now. And it floods with ones. So it tells me, and you'll probably relate to what I'm about to say, that young men are willing to work really hard to improve their lives and to make money, to create success. The problem is just that you're not really sure on what to actually work hard for. And so this part of the guide is gonna walk you through literally step by step exactly what to do to make your product. And your product is gonna be a lot better than you've ever imagined. I wouldn't usually hype up like a section of the, the guide that I'm making like this, but I'm really being honest, this part of the guide really deserves your full attention and it's really worth just like being super focused, black coffee, focus, full screen, pay attention. This is some super high leverage work that we're about to do together now. So we have an understanding of our dream avatar, the kind of person that we want to help. If you don't know what that is, just rewatch like the previous section because we've just covered it there. Then the actionable step was to make the documents. Make sure you've done that before you get here. We know who our dream avatar is. Now there's one question that we want to keep in mind. What is their dream outcome? What is the result that they really, really want? So for example, for me, for my business, the dream avatar is like my younger self, younger Hamza. And his dream outcome, his results, let me know if this is similar to like you personally, is to make progress in life so he doesn't feel like much of a loser anymore so that he gets to the point where he actually likes himself and he gets some like pretty good materialistic success along the way. He's increases his ability to attract girls. He makes some money. He makes some good friends. He's got some status and some respect from others. And he also feels mentally happy and healthy with himself. Would you say that that like defines you? Chances are, if you've got this far of this guide, you're very similar to younger Hamza, my ideal dream customer. We know their dream result, the thing that they really, really want. Now what we need to do is to figure out every single problem on the way to that dream result. So to make this easy, let's say I was gonna make a fitness business, a business on how to lose some fat and increase your muscles so that you look good. So imagine I was appealing to like 18 year old guys who wanted to get into the gym and build like a physique that looked good so that they could probably get likes on Instagram or something, right? Imagine that was my business, right? Their dream result, what do you think it would be? To build a nice physique, grow their Instagram following, hopefully get girls to message them, something like that, right? What are the problems on the way there? Well, okay, so we've got to build the physique. Building the physique inside of that, there's probably going to be how many problems? Hundreds? They've got to eat clean. But to eat clean, they've got to go out and shop for groceries. But they need to know what things to buy which are healthy. They need to cook the food. They need to learn how to cook, but they don't enjoy cooking. 
Think about all the micro problems that would go into just building the physique. They've got to train in the gym, but sometimes they're too sore and they don't wake up in time and there's not enough time because they also go to school. The gym is too far away. Sometimes the gym's packed because they have to go at peak times. Can you think, you see all of these little problems. You know what's very interesting about these problems? One of these problems will be the reason why your dream customer doesn't buy your product. So we're gonna make your product soon, but this is something that we need to cover first. One of these problems will be the reason why you don't get a sale. Just one of them. So imagine if we were gonna sell this fitness product, like a fitness course or a workout routine or something, and imagine we didn't address one of these problems in like our sales page, our pitch, and there's our dream customer, he's like reading the sales website. But he keeps thinking to himself, no, but the gym's too far away. No, but I can't, you know, I can't go to the gym because it's, it's too far away. It's too far away. Ah, whatever. And he leaves it. And imagine that all we needed to do was address that one problem that was inside of his mind and he would have actually bought our product. Powerful, right? So what we need to do is like a mini actionable step is to create an absolutely massive problem list. You start with the dream results that they want. Then you think of each micro problem that they would go through on the way to getting that result. What is like the hard part, the issues, the obstacles on the way to the thing that they want? And not just a few things, you know, like, oh yeah, like they have to go to the gym, they have to eat clean. No, no. Just inside of eating clean, there's probably like 20 problems, right? Because they've got to know what clean eating even is. Then they've got to go out and buy the groceries, but they can't afford the fancy groceries. And then, you know, they can't, like, they're spending time to go and buy the groceries, but their parents buy the groceries and then they have to cook, but they don't like cooking, but their parents always cook for them. They can't afford the, like, you can see this, there's so many, many problems inside of just the one main problem of clean eating. You could probably get a list of about a hundred right now, right? Two hundred. Now your brain is probably starting to tick and you're probably getting some, but it almost feels a little bit hard now, doesn't it? it you're beginning to realize like, now we're gonna have to put in some fucking work. Are you ready? So what I'll do again, I'll make a document, a Notion template that you can have for free. No email signups, no nothing like that. You don't have to give me anything, but I'll make that, I'll lay it out for you. And I want you to go in and make an absolutely massive list of problems that your dream avatar would experience on the way to his dream results. It could be over a hundred problems. We just want pure quantity, volume. So the more you write down, the better. Micro problems. He wakes up too late. The gym's too far away. His mum needs to take him to the gym, but sometimes she doesn't want to drive that far. Sometimes he has to stay in school too late so he can't go. He can't eat high protein because his parents think that it, it'll be bad for him. His parents won't let him go to the gym because they think that it'll stunt his growth. Imagine that level of autistic detail that you could do to carry a list of 100, 200, 300 problems. Let me give you some ideas that I've wrote down. This is actually an example from the fitness course that I used to sell over a year ago. This is the level of detail that I went in for the problems. This is just for the exercising section. I don't have a gym membership. The gym is too far away. I'm too busy with work. I'm not motivated to go to the gym. When I'm in the gym, I don't know what to do. It's intimidating being in the gym. I don't know how to train safely. I feel insecure with what I look like in the gym. Working out hurts too much. I get too sore. I get bored in the gym and I just want to go home. I get tired easily. I find it hard to push myself. I lose my focus. I'm not making any progress in the gym. Look at that level of thinking. That is just 
a few problems for one area of like the result that we're trying to like get our customers to. So it's time for you to make your massive list of problems and I've got some ideas that could help you. There's three areas that you could base your problem list around. One is the perceived likelihood of achievements. Their belief in whether or not it will work for them. So what is their belief about the, the results that you're trying to get them to? For example, the fitness course that we're gonna sell, just as an example, right? What belief might our 16-year-old that we're trying to help get into the gym and build a good body have? He might believe that he's got bad genetics. He might believe that he's not even gonna be able to make any progress. He might believe that going to the gym is, is gonna be bad for him. Maybe he doesn't trust fitness YouTubers. I don't blame him. Then another section of your problems list can also be about time, like how long it's gonna take. Because when you think about how much like people want fast progress these days, they all want instant gratification. When we think about trying to help a young guy get into the gym and we have to tell him the truth that yeah, sure, you'll make some progress, but like the body that you want from those pictures that you see on Instagram, that's gonna take a few years of dedication. So what problems is he gonna experience? Well, it's gonna to take too long. I'm not seeing any results yet. You know, I step on the scale every day, but it's I don't see the progress. It's not, the scale's not going down. I'm not gaining muscle. It's gonna to take too long to, to get up to the bench press weight or to get the pecs. And then another theme of the problems list that you're writing down can be about effort and sacrifice. The hard things they have to do that they don't really feel like doing. And also the nice things that they like, which they might have to stop doing. It's gonna to be too hard to go to the gym. It's gonna to take too much effort. It's gonna take too much time. I don't, you know, I don't have the schedule for it. It's too, it makes me too sore. But also I'll have to stop eating the, the food that I like. I'll have to like replace the two hours that I usually spend on video games with going to the gym every day. So you're getting some ideas now. Just create a massive list of problems. Now with this massive list of problems, whether you've made it already or it's like a task you're going to do like tomorrow morning or something, what we're going to do now, we're going to create a massive list of solutions. We're going to look at each of the problems that we've wrote down. These are reasons why someone wouldn't buy from you. Your dream customer wouldn't buy like the potential product that you're going to help them with. What we're going to do is write down like a pretty much equal number of solutions to each problem. Does that make sense? So we know who we're trying to sell to, the dream avatar. We know his dream results, like what he wants out of life. We know the problems on the way to that result. And now we're going to think, okay, well, how do we give him a solution to this? This is entrepreneurship. Write this down. Entrepreneurship is just solutions. Entrepreneurship equals solutions. So we want to solve the problems that our dream customer has. Well, how do we do that? We look at every single point in that problem list and we think of a way that we can just like ease their pain and get them to overcome it. Every single problem. This is going to set you apart from that lesser version of yourself. This is going to set you apart from the competition of like beginner entrepreneurs because everyone else, this is how pathetic most like young men are, no offense to them, but like when they get into business, they will literally try to solve about five to 10% of the potential problems their customers have. And that's it. And then complain that they don't get sales. You're going to aim for 100%. Every problem on the list we want to have a solution for. So this is exactly how you create the solutions list. You want to keep the flow state task that you know about in mind. So remember at the start of this video, we discussed flow states and we said that that will be kind of like your gift to humanity, to your people. 
for me it's speaking. You wanna keep that in mind, and maybe for you it's learning, maybe for you it's writing, maybe it's speaking, whatever it is. And we wanna try and use that for as many of these problems as possible. So we wanna come up with anything that we could do to help our customers with these problems. And there's a few formats that we could do this in, and this will help you, because right now it feels a bit vague. Okay, what, what do you mean solutions? Think to yourself, we could solve these problems with information, with education, with maybe some kind of physical product, with maybe a service where we actually do something for them, with maybe some kind of plan, accountability. The best way to solve the problem, in my opinion, is information, like education. So this literally means to make this like super clear for you, that to solve the problem that they've got about like, oh, but I don't enjoy cooking, or I don't know like what healthy food to buy. To solve that problem, we could record a video that tells them the best healthy foods to buy, and that problem would be solved. We could go on a live call with them and walk them through which healthy foods to buy, like one-to-one, -one, maybe a group call. We could text them. There's different formats to solve the same problem. We could make a video and like the video is just there so we can always send it to every new customer. We could write a PDF if we prefer writing instead of, of speaking and recording. We could even create like templates. Like, you know, I've mentioned those Notion templates that you can completely have for free and everything. We could make those like a checklist. We could make documents. We could even make workout routines. Like when I sold a course on fitness, I just downloaded like a fitness app, like a weightlifting app, went in, made the workout routines and then shared it inside of the program, which meant that they just clicked on a link and then boom, the workout routine just opened on their phone once they downloaded the app. Imagine like that's valuable. They had the problem of like, oh, but I don't know which workout to do. And instead of just writing it down and telling them, okay, do this exercise for this many reps, I just made it on an app and they just got, got it on their phone, like that problem solved. So to test your thinking, how about this? If our customer's problem was, but I don't even have a gym membership and I don't know how to sign up to a gym, I've never done it before and it kind of scares me. How could we solve that problem? Think about it, what are the ways that we could solve the problem of like some anxious kind of scared guy who doesn't really leave his bedroom too much and he doesn't even know how to sign up to a gym and he's never been to a gym before. How could we solve that problem? Think about all the ways we could record a gym guide we could even write down like a gym guide or PDF. We could hop on a video call with him and get him to share his screen and we'll find like the gym that he should go to. He shows you like the website there. Maybe he tells you like his location, you find a good gym for him. But he still feels anxious. What are other things we could do? We could literally hop on a video call on our phones and he goes to the gym for the first time and we're there on a live call with him whilst he walks into the gym and he tries the machines and you tell him, okay, just show me right. Yeah, go on that machine over there. So yeah, go on this one here. So this is called the bench press. So what you want to do is grab that barbell. Okay, put it there, put it onto the second uh, little bit there. Okay, so grab that 1.5 plate, boom. Problem solved to a, a very powerful level. Now, the more time and effort and intimate your solution, the more you're gonna be able to charge for it. So for example, if your solution is just gonna be one to many, like I record a video that's just kind of there, you know, I record the video today and five months down the line, the same video is being sent out, which tells people like how to sign up to the gym. That's kind of nice, that's valuable, sweet. But if you're willing to put in the extra work, you will make more money if you make it more intensive. Now, if you've got the time and effort to go above and beyond and work harder, then why don't you, why don't you hop on the call with them the live call to pick out the gym with them? Why don't you offer that as part of your solution list? My advice of like how much effort and how intensive you should make your solutions is that if you are a young man and you've got time and the effort that you're willing to put into your business to make a lot of money, then do it. Think of the solutions you could have and just make them bigger 
instead of it just being like the pre-recorded video where you show them like whatever, you know, how to overcome the problem with education, go on the live call with them. Because if you've got the time to do it, and if right now, you know, making money is like your priority, you will make more money if you simply just work harder and you put more of your time into your business, you make more active income. If you'd be willing to work eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, then why don't you, for example, just go on the, the 10 minute phone call with your potential client twice a day to help them? Imagine how much more like expensive you could make your product when you said two calls a day, 10 minutes each time. Now, you won't be able to scale this up massively, you know, because there'll be a point where you're just working too much. But if for, to get your first few sales so that you make some money from your business, I think that's a really good idea. And then obviously in the future, a month or two months from now, you can kind of scale it down, slightly change the product and stuff and think, you know, too much of my time is going, so I'm not going to do those calls anymore. The price is decreased by like whatever amount. You can do that. Alex Amosi has this saying where he says, start with flow. So start by having like a, a product that you're just over delivering your solutions to their problems is like very intensive. Here you are literally doing one-to-one or group calls or everything like that, you know, like super putting your time into it. And then once you're making like a good amount of money and you know that you're getting some sales and you feel good about your business, that's where you scale it down and you add friction to the sale. That's where you reduce like how much of your own time and effort is going into those solutions. And then if you really want more time so you can focus on like scaling up or something, then you can take away parts of like this offer and reduce the price in the future. This way you'll get lots of early customers and you won't be like that guy who starts his business but then gets like no sales. So you'll avoid that. You'll get those early customers. You'll be super intensive with those early customers. And so you'll be helping them get really good results. They'll give you good testimonials. It'll increase your own self-image because you see that this stuff is actually working for them. So it's a very positive feedback loop to just think to work as hard as possible, to over deliver like crazy, to really think to yourself, you know what? I don't want passive income, I want active income. I'm gonna work super hard for this. I'll call them twice a day. It's not like it's gonna take me five minutes when I'm in the gym on a rest break or if I'm in the cardio machine or something, I could just call them for 10 minutes and check them up and it's like, they would think that was valuable. They would eventually tell other people about how much I helped them and how much like progress and results they got. That's awesome, I'm gonna make more money the more I work and the more effort I put in. Right now, what you wanna do is go through the problem problem list and write potential solutions, no matter even if they're crazy, just next to them. And I'd even ask you to just spike your thinking, to go bigger, to even think, okay, if your customers paid you $100,000, what would you do then? Like imagine for some reason, a billionaire bought your fitness program and his problem was that he didn't know how to like go to the gym. He didn't know what to do. And he paid you $100,000. What would you do for that money? What would you do? Would you just, you know, message him, haha, just, you know, here's the workout routine, seven times, eight bicep curls. But if he paid you that much, what would you do? You might even fly out to his location, literally drive him to the gym and walk him to the bench press and, to, and load up the rack for him, right? So why don't you do that? Because soon we'll be talking about the pricing for our product. The more intimate, the more intensive that you make your solutions, the higher you can charge. So what I'd ask you right now though, is to think of specifically the sort of life quality, life experience, work task that you would want. Do you want to, for example, have a low amount of work hours so that it can feel a bit more passive? You can record like a huge selection of guides and videos and everything, and then just sell that as like a package of like, like a course. Or do you wanna maybe make a bit more of like an intensive service where you do it with the clients and you charge them way more? You see, there's three ways that you can help 
someone, and this is going to help you with your solution list. There's DIY, do it yourself. This is like the lowest level. This is where you kind of give them the, the knowledge that they need and they need to go and do it themselves. So for example, DIY, do it yourself is what I do with these YouTube videos. I've making this right now, but you have to do it yourself. After I've made this video, it's like you're just left to yourself, right? So with this, it's very scalable. It's that you can make it and then they can do it without your time. The issue is because there's less involvement from you, naturally you can't charge as much for this. So if I was gonna make like a video course, it, that video course would be at a cheaper price and it would make me less money if it was just video modules where the customer had to like just watch them and, and implement them. The next level is done with you, DWY, done with you. This is where you make like the, the sort of product again, the video course or whatever, but there's some kind of interactive component with it where like me and you will do something together. So for example, let's say the fitness course, you've got the videos and everything, but there might be weekly check-ins with me. You get to message me and tell me about your progress. I see that, okay, this exercise isn't good for you. So maybe I change that a little bit. And there's a bit more like interaction and, and intimacy there in our business relationship. Because of that, it's gonna take more work, more time from us, so we're gonna charge more for it. And you can see how the sort of work task changes. The work task for DIY was just like record the course, write down the PDFs, whatever. The work task for the second level done with you now changes to being like you're supporting this person, maybe online with some check-ins, calls and everything. The final level, which goes very, very expensive, is done for you. That's where you take control of the situation and you don't give them like the course or anything like that. You try and do as much as possible for them so they don't even need to do anything yourself. So you can't do this with certain things. So for example, you can't do like done for you as like a personal trainer, it, you know, like a fitness thing because you can't do the exercise for them. You can do some parts, you can drive them to the gym, you can load the weights and that's kind of nice, but you can't actually do the most of it. You can't eat the food for them. You can't lift the weights for them. But when you imagine a different kind of business, like for example, if you make websites, let's say your business is like making websites, that could be done for you, right? Most of the, the people who actually make websites will do it DFY, done for you. Where for example, I could pay someone to make my website and they don't teach me anything. They don't need me to do anything. They'll just make me the website. And so they can charge like a fair amount for their time because I don't need to do anything and they do all the work. So it'd be interesting right now for you to just kind of, you know, visualize and sort of dream about your ideal life and your ideal work task. What would it be? Because it depends what experience of life you want. Any of these can scale up and make a lot of money. For example, with my business model, I have Adonis School, which is the only product that I sell. That's done with you. That's where we have like a bunch of courses for the students who join the online community. But the done with you aspect is that there's myself and many of the teachers that will like literally be there on live calls and support and um, the community posts and everything. So there's like that interactive element where you get extra support compared to just a course. It's not done for you because for the students of Adonis School, I can't get them results in real life. I can't meditate for them. I can't like, you know, get them in. I can't force them to be in the gym with this kind of business model. But you could do. So which one would you rather do? For example, would you rather make content DIY? Would you rather make content and also go onto calls with people? Or would you rather go as absolutely intensive as possible and literally try to like force the person to get results or even literally just get the results for them yourself? Which one? You can charge more, but obviously you'll, you'll take on less clients, like less number, less scale for these higher end packages. 
which might be a good thing because you sell to better people. Let me give you an example for like the fitness and, and health business. Level one DIY is you make a fitness course. It's just literally like 10 videos where you explain how to like increase your bench press or something. Okay, it's kind of nice. You might sell it for like $10 or $20 or something. Level two done with you. You go on to video calls, weekly check-ins. You message the client and he tells you about the weight he's used. And then you tell him, okay, do this next week. Try this weight next week. That's pretty nice. You can charge a lot more, maybe hundreds of dollars a month for that. Done for you. You can't lift the weight for them, but you could probably move to their house, cook them the meals, make sure they're in bed on time and literally go to the gym with them, drive them to the gym, load up the bench press, literally observe their form. You, you spot them yourself. You could charge thousands of dollars for that. Now imagine which kind of person would buy the high ticket program richer, wealthier, higher status, higher level, you'd be able to network with those people. So it's not a bad idea to, to pursue one of those. I don't have that business model. All I've got is just done with you. And I'm quite happy with that. But it is something to, to consider. Honestly, like I, I almost fantasize about it sometimes when I think back about business a few years ago, you create a product like that where like you'll go move in with someone to help them perfect their sleep for two weeks. You could charge $25,000 for that. And that's your life is like flying out to this random country where like this you know, entrepreneur lives, like let's say Cape Town, Dubai or something. And you just go stay in their apartment for two weeks. You track their like health stats and here you are like this professional working amongst professionals and like you're networking with them. It's very powerful. And the more help you give them, the more results they're going to get, the more results they get, the more testimonials and everything. So it's very powerful just to think which level you would want to work at. Also, when you're thinking about the solutions that you could have to these problems, think about how many people you want to help at once. Would you like it to be a one-to-one -one interaction? So you've got a live call, texting with this one person, maybe even like in-person helping your customer with the problem. Would you want it to be in a group setting where maybe there's multiple people you're helping at once in the live call, texting, community, community or anything? Would you want it to be lots of people so for example, Adonis School is with lots of people. There's a high amount of scale. Now, the more people there are, the less you can charge because your attention is kind of spread out. The less people there are, if you're doing a one-to-one, -one, it's far more expensive. And in some ways, it's usually better for happiness. Like when you really think about the human happiness, it would be better for your happiness and fulfillment for you to put so much more effort into just one person and see them grow than it would for you to, to disperse your attention over like many others. So it just depends what kind of person you are, what interest you are. Do you want to help multiple people at once? Do you want it to be a one-to-one? -one? Just think of the problems list that you have and just think to yourself, would you want to help as many people as possible? Like, you know, you make a video and 50, 500, 1,000 people can watch the video to solve the problem that you've got on your list. Or would you rather it be like, okay, one-to-one, -one, you're going to really, really deeply help this one person overcome this problem. So this is another actionable step. Create an absolutely massive solutions list to every single problem that you've thought of that your dream customer is gonna have getting to their results. Now think about how you would solve every one of those problems in a way that you would kind of enjoy that actually would get them to the dream results. Maybe it's with education and you record the videos, maybe you hop on the live calls, maybe you text them, maybe you make the, the templates, the workout routines. Think of solutions to every single one of their problems. This is some high leverage work. It will fry your brain. It, it is gonna be a little bit like, you know, time consuming and difficult, but this is really going to help you 
you make a lot more money in the future. So this is worth your attention. Go and do that actionable step. One final thing that you can add to your solutions list is a question that you should just answer to yourself. If my customers barely paid me anything at all, let's say one tenth, like 10% of what I was probably gonna charge for the product that you know we're gonna create this into, or if they paid me like $5, nothing, right? And I still had to make these solutions valuable. How would I do it? What would I add into it? Because there's a lot of things you could add to a package like these solutions, which would be kind of free for you to give to someone, just you had to make them first once. So courses, eBooks, templates, workout routines, um, recorded lectures and recorded Q and A's, maybe something that doesn't require much maintenance, like a community discord server, school, your Facebook group, go and create your full massive list of solutions. By this point, we want you to have a massive list of solutions to all of their problems. So this could be a hundred random solutions. You've got there's this video you're going to make this course, this PDF file, this workout routine, you'll do this call, you'll do this, you'll send them these messages, a massive list of solutions to all their problems. Now, what we're going to do is look at the solutions and actually be a little bit more realistic and think to ourselves, do I really want to do that? Would our customer actually find this particular solution valuable? We want to go through and trim and stack this list of solutions so that all that's left is the things that we'd actually do and also that we assume our dream customer would value. So do that right now. We want this clean list of solutions. And one other tip that I can give you is that we want it to be as many High value, one to many things in there. So high value means that our customer would actually like this solution. They'll think that this is awesome, that you've like made this thing or that you're offering this thing. And one to many means that you can give it to many people at once, meaning that you could make it once and maybe just keep giving it to more people. Essentially what this means is like, you wanna always have as part of your offer, as part of your product, a bunch of things that can always be replicated. Like for example, videos, you could record a video and have like the little video file there and you can keep giving that to people as like a training video for years and you don't have to do more work. So if for example, the main solution that you've got is like, okay, you'll do video calls and you'll walk them through this process that you know they care about like fat loss. If you recorded like a 20 minute training video of you showing like how to sign up to the gym, of you talking about the ingredients which are really good for you or really bad for you, you can just add that to like the value that you're giving and just constantly keep giving it. Keep in pretty much all of the things that will take you quite a while to make right now, but once it's done, you can just keep giving it more and more and more. PDFs, workout routines, videos, courses. One extra tip to manipulate people. I don't know why this is, but people absolutely love things like templates and checklists. So you've seen me on this video, I've mentioned a few times that I'll make like the Notion template for you. When you heard that, whether you were conscious of it or not, you just liked me more. You liked me like 5% more just because I mentioned that I'll go and make like a five minute template for you. That's just added like how valuable this video is because I've said that I'll go and make like this template or habit tracker or checklist or whatever it is for you. People love these kinds of things. So Notion is like a software you can use for free and you can make all the habit trackers, templates, everything. So if you add that to your solutions list, like if one of their problems is I can't get into the gym consistently, like I'm not consistent in the gym, you could say the solution to that is like a habit tracker that keeps you accountable 
and you'll give them a Notion template habit tracker for that. When we eventually make our sales page and we mention what the customer is going to get and they see like Notion habit tracker to skyrocket your consistency to go to the gym, they literally like people just love that stuff. They'll be way more likely to buy. It takes you like five minutes to set it up once and you give it to everyone who buys it. Now you still probably want to do some of the intensive things that require your time. So the video calls, maybe even meeting people in person, maybe the texting, the accountability, because that's like the core offer. That's like the biggest, most important, most valuable part of the product that we're going to sell this big package. I know that everything I've made you go through over the last like 10 minutes, 20 minutes of this video is quite a lot. And I, I don't expect you watching this right now to have done all that. You're probably thinking, okay, I'll watch a bit more of the guide, then I'll do that soon. That's absolutely fine. When I was going through this process myself about two years ago, I remember that doing this task, like making the massive problems list, the massive solutions list, trimming it and everything. I remember that taking me like a solid week of waking up early at 5am, black coffee and grinding it out. And honestly, it was absolutely worth it. So when you do have the, the sort of mental bandwidth for this, maybe starting like today or tomorrow, start waking up early black coffee and just like get to work when it's still dark outside making this massive pro uh, problems and solutions list when, whilst you're fasted you haven't ate any food because this is like the the deep work like the grind that you've always wanted I know it can seem a bit kind of scary and mentally fatiguing to think of this big task okay, I've got to think of hundreds of problems hundreds of solutions but the question I always keep asking is as a young guy are you willing to work super hard to make a fuck ton of money well yes so why don't you try start waking up at 5 a.m. tomorrow, like I do. I wake up at 5 every, or oh, half four actually, uh, every morning and just grind this through, grind these tasks through. This is a lot of work. I'm not going to bullshit you. This isn't some like side hustle thing that you can, like those fucking YouTubers, they make videos like this. Top seven ways to to side hustles to get money online. Like this, it, it's going to require active income. You want to make more money. Well, then you've got to work harder for it. Of course you do. You want to make more money. You've got to put in more of your own like active time into it. Of course you do. You've been fine with this idea. Well, now it's time to put in the work for it. So now we have this sort of cultivated list of solutions, this massive list, like numbered list. And it says, you know, we'll make this course. We'll do this call. We'll text them like this. We'll give them these reminders. We'll give them these templates. These are the things that we're actually willing to do. And it's like a massive sort of unorganized list of solutions to all of their problems. All we need to do now, it's a very clever marketing trick that you can do just to make you seem like more of an authority figure. What we want to do is bundle the solutions that we have into separate parts. So you could call this, for example, your seven steps to fat loss, the four phases of fat loss or so something like that. So you would bundle it in a certain number of steps. You know, if you look at your solution list right now, or you can just imagine the kind of solutions you will have if you're going to do this soon. Just think about what could go into the same like topic. So for example, if we're selling a fitness program, then all of the things about exercise would go into the same part, right? And then all the ones about cooking would be there. Then all the ones about healthy eating, all the ones about recovery. So then what we do is like, we just kind of use sort of cool sounding words and names to instead of us saying yeah we'll give you all of this random stuff what we say is i'm gonna take you through my four-step framework of fat loss think about how, what what level of like professionalism the difference is there one guy just says yeah here's a massive list i'm gonna give you right here's a bullet point list of 72 things which is all random and everything the other guy says i've got a seven-step framework to muscle building and i'm gonna walk you through it 
The first step is, um, I don't know, your, your, your measurements. The second step is the fat loss. The third step is, is the um, workout routines. And inside each step or inside each phrase or block or whatever you want to call it is like the solutions that are relevant to that step. This just makes you seem like more of a professional and it'll just increase the amount of sales that you eventually get once we make the sales page. So for example, inside of the package that you're selling, you could have four different steps and one of them could be healthy eating for noobs. That's the second step framework for your bodybuilding program, healthy eating for noobs. Inside of that would be the list of solutions that are relevant to that sort of topic or block or, you know, healthy eating for noobs. So it'd be, it'd be the video of you describing the foods they should eat. It should be maybe like the Amazon wish list of the ingredients that, you know, the foods they should buy. It should be videos of you literally cooking the food that they should be cooking so that they can watch you cook. It should be like the offer of like, yeah, I'll go on one call with you on WhatsApp live call whilst you're in your kitchen and I'll give you some feedback of like whilst you cook live so I'll tell you okay yeah yeah turn over the meat now so yeah yeah, yeah okay look, looks good okay no no put it on like 220 degrees or something and that's like one block of your package now imagine 10 of those healthy eating for noobs starting the gym guide maxing out the PRs whatever you've got like five ten different parts to your package and they're all worded or, or named in a way that makes you seem like you know what you're doing and that you've created this sort of special, unique system. So now think about where we are. We've autistically thought about every problem that the customer has. Then we thought about solutions to every problem. Then we trimmed that list of solutions so that it's actually relevant and reasonable. Okay, these are the things we could do. These are the things they'd actually value. And then we've just sort of packaged those solutions and bundled them up. So now what we have is like a, a cool sounding list of, you know, seven phases to fat loss, three ways of whatever you want to like sort of name it. This is actually what we're selling. Think about how different this is. We're selling this huge package inside of it is the same things. It's the call, it's the courses, it's the workout routines, it's it's the um, accountability, the, the templates and everything. But instead of us just selling a product, like for example, just like a one-to-one -one video call, you can see that we're not really selling a product anymore. It's more like we're selling the solution we're selling their dream results. We're not gonna be telling them like, oh, hey, you know, like this is the thing that I sell. It's one-to-one -one video call and this and this and this and this. We're rather gonna say like, okay, you have this problem where you're struggling to lose weight, just for, as an example in the fitness niche. I have the solution, which is my seven step framework. And I'm gonna take you through that. How much is the problem worth for you to solve? Well, you've been stressing out about weight loss for the past five years and most people literally struggle with weight loss for most of their lives. So it's worth a few grand, right? So I'm going to fix that problem for you, doing it in my seven-step framework to noob's guide to whatever you want to call it. And you can see how much more you seem like a professional. This is your core package done. This is the thing that you're actually going to sell. You're no longer selling this one random thing. You're selling the whole package, the solution to their problem. That means that you can charge whatever you want which is very powerful. We'll get to the pricing very soon, but there's a quick way that we can just increase the value of this package that you've made even more. Step five, enhancing your product. I played a video game called RuneScape and I was addicted to it for most of my life from childhood to teenage or even adult years. I had about 10,000 hours on that game, bro, fuck me. <laughs> so it's like an MMORPG game. You probably know what that is. It's kind of like you've got your own character, like your own accounts that you log into every day. And you level it up, but also there's everyone else and they level up their characters too. And there's like monsters to kill and quests to do and everything. And on this game, there's kind of like a marketplace. Like there's items that gets dropped from 
monsters or you know from the ground whatever and you get them they're worth a certain amount of like gold like cash and you can start to trade it with people you can go to like what's called the grand exchange which is like a big shop where we can all buy and sell each other's product and i want you to really think about this game right i want you to think imagine there's like a sword what would happen if the developers of this game released a new patch note saying this sword is now significantly stronger the attack level, like the strength or, you know, like the power of this sword has just been three times. Imagine they just released that, like the developers, right? What would happen inside the game for the price of the sword? It would go up. Why would it go up? Really think about it. Why would it, what action would cause it to go up? More people would be buying it. Because it's better, it would cause a demand. And when the demand goes up, the price goes up. Because if this sword was for 100 gold points, like that's the cash in this game, 100 gold points, but we've just doubled how powerful the sword is, well then more people are instantly gonna log in and think, oh man, I'm gonna go buy that sword, okay, 100 gold coins or whatever. The guy who's got it, and now he has like three people message him or, or say to him like, oh, I'll buy it for 100, I'll buy it for 110, I'll buy it for 150, I'll buy it for 200. It's just doubled in price. The bids keep going higher and higher. When we make something better, the demand goes up and therefore the price goes up. Why not do that with your package? Why not think to yourself, how could you be the, that developer who just tweaks a few things and then makes that, that sword better? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How could you make your package better so that it cause more of a demand, more people want to buy it, and then you can just raise the prices? This is demand. But what about supply? You've heard the term before, supply and demand. Supply is the quantity of the thing. Simply put, the, the more quantity, like the more of a thing, the less valuable it is. That makes sense, right? So this sword here is worth 100 gold points, and there's 1,000 in the game. If the developers say, oh yeah, the monster that drops this sword, it's only going to drop the sword half as much. What's going to happen? The supply of the sword coming, you know, generated into the game, like RNG generated into the game, is going to be cut in half, which means that the supply of the sword is going to be lowered, which means that the sword is going to be rarer, which means that, again, the price goes up. Supply, the quantity... So how could you lower the supply 
of your package? What could you do to like lower the amount that is available? You can use scarcity and urgency. Scarcity is when you limit the quantity of the product or service that you have. And you say, okay, there's only a certain amount that is available. Now you see this when you, when you go onto like some sales pages, you see this often where the person will say like, oh yeah, like, you know, there's only like seven left or I've only have five more spots or whatever it is. Let's be honest. It kind of looks a little bit like sleazy, but it's the name of the game. It's just like it, it, you will undeniably get more sales if you just have some kind of scarcity and urgency. So if you've got like some kind of limiting belief right now, thinking, wait, I always hate that when I see it on like a website, when they say like, oh, only seven more left, only this, you know, the sale ends on Friday. Why do you think every single store in the entire world uses like the concept of a sale? Oh yeah, you know, the, the sale, we've got lower prices, but it ends next, like, you know, next week. It's because it works. So if you're gonna play the game of entrepreneurship, that you may as well win the fucking game. Play it properly. Don't be scared of like playing the game and thinking, oh man, but you know, it doesn't sound so cool. Oh, like it doesn't make me feel good. Like just fucking play the game, right? Use the tactics that are available because they work. So scarcity is when you lower the quantity that is available. And what I would say that would work for pretty much everyone who's watching this, just use honesty about your capacity. What, what this means is like, be honest about how many people you could actually help, like that you've got the brain power for. Chances are your package is gonna be a big mix of things, but it's gonna have some kind of interactive component. So you might make, for example, whatever your like niche is, the problem, the result is, you know, the fat loss, let's say. You'll do a bunch of things like, oh yeah, Notion templates and courses and whatever you wanna add in. But chances are you'll probably add in a little bit of like your own time to it, maybe a one-to-one -one call, maybe a group call, maybe some accountability and everything. But you can only do so much of that. So technically it's like, it's absolutely true that you could only actually handle a certain number of sales, right? A certain number. You could probably only sell like a few people a week until you had too many people and you were mess, you know, you had to wake up and message like 10 of your clients or something, or you had to like serve a bunch of people and it started to get like quite painful and quite um, overwhelming for you. You have your own limit with work. So that can be your scarcity tactic. You can literally write on your sales page, which we'll be, we'll be making soon. I can only take on five clients this month and I've already got four. So as soon as the next person books in, you can't buy it till the next month. So if you wanna buy it, like make sure you buy it before like anyone else does. That will actually increase your sales significantly. Urgency is another way to enhance your package. Urgency is specifically about the time. So first there's the quantity, that's scarcity. Urgency is just time, there's like a deadline, okay? You can only buy by midnight tonight, otherwise the price goes up. You can also use guarantees to increase the demand of your product. So a guarantee is kind of like you giving reassurance that your product or your package is actually gonna help them and that you know they'll get the value that they've assumed. So the most common guarantees are just like the refunds saying, okay, if you're not happy, if you want a refund, then I'll give you a refund. In general, it's pretty much always worth to turn that on and to just say like, yeah, you know what? Within seven days or 14 days, you can use the thing. If you don't like it, if you want a refund, just get a refund, boom. I'm not gonna like stop you. Just send me an email and I'll give you a full refund. And obviously like I'll revoke your access to the product after that. Generally, you'll get like an e like more sales 
that to the point that it's worth it. So it can seem kind of like annoying to think, wait, I'm going to like, you know, give people a refund. I don't want to do that. You know, they've used my thing as well. They've got to like see my courses. Maybe I did a one to one time, but you'll get a lot more sales if you do offer the guarantee. So it's kind of like it's pretty much always worth it. This is something you can experiment on. But as a beginner, if I could just give you advice that you like blindly follow, what I will say is just like just allow the refunds, allow just give this guarantee full refund within seven or maybe 14 days. If you're not happy, you literally just send me an email and I'll just give you a full refund. That's it. So you've got nothing to worry about. I want you to be super happy and I'll try my best to make you happy. And like, I'll try my best to make sure that you don't want a refund. That's it. You'll actually get way more sales to the point that it's actually worth turning that on. So here's your actionable step for this part of the guide, which you can take some time on. Think about how you can add scarcity, urgency, guarantees, and also how you could just increase the demand of your product by making it better. Can you think of any more bonuses that you could add in there? Think about that patch notes that the developer are going to say like, oh yeah, the sword is better. How could you uh, buff? Yeah, the video game term, you know, like, oh, they buffed the sword or they nerfed the sword. How could you buff, like, each part inside of your uh, package? Think of that right now, maybe write it down, spend a few minutes thinking, and then continue watching. Step six, charge high prices and make it worth it. In this part of the guide, you're going to learn exactly what to price your package, and it's actually going to be worth it. And... The price is actually going to be super high. So this is how beginners who never make any money in business, this is how they choose their pricing. They go and see what competitors are doing. Tate has a program which is uh, it's $47 a month. Sneeko had one which is about $47 a month. I want to make something similar, so I'll make mine $35 a month. Do that if you are a terrible entrepreneur. This is like no offense to them, but this is what like brown like immigrants do. It's just like I see this so often with the the sort of lower end businesses of you know making the corner store and everything. It's always like, okay, look at your competition and literally price your products a few pennies cheaper than theirs, hoping that that's going to be the reason why you get a sale. When you try and like undercut your competition by by just making your price cheaper than them. It's just a purely depressing experience because you're just making less money and you're here you are like fighting for the scraps, going lower and lower and lower and lower. A new guy comes in and his his thing is lower, then your thing is lower, then his thing is lower, then your thing is lower, and then before you know it, no one's actually making any money. The top tier entrepreneurs don't do that. They look around what everyone's doing and they honestly don't even let it influence their idea of pricing. Instead, what they do, they think about how much the solution of the problem is worth to that dream customer. You see, you don't want to price for the product. You don't want to price for the package. So you're thinking, okay, how much is a live call with me worth? How much is like this notion template, this course worth? You don't want to do that. This is what low level entrepreneurs do. What you want to do is think to yourself, how much is it worth for my person, like my customer, to finally fix this problem that they've had for however long? Think about how powerful that is. Let's say it's weight loss for middle-aged women. Let's say that's like our market and our product, our solutions are about weight loss. We could think to ourselves, yeah, you know, like my training program's worth $20 and my one-to-one -one call, $50, this, 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 okay, whatever. It's a bit low, okay? Or we could think, how much is this problem worth for this middle-aged woman who struggled with weight loss already for 10 years and will continue to struggle for the rest of her life, thousands 
thousands. If we can finally fix this problem for her, it is literally like tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, fucking millions. She's going to spend hundreds, thousands of her hours of her mental fatigue, literally feeling self-conscious and, and jealous. Every time she goes into the supermarket and she sees a woman who's got a better physique than her, she will literally get like a mental, slight twinge of mental illness. It's worth tens of thousands, if not hundreds of, of thousands of pounds to fix this problem for her. Now you're talking. Now you're not going to go and charge, but most likely you're not going to go and charge a hundred thousand pounds for this. But you're going to actually like have some confidence about you thinking like, fuck me. Yeah, if I, if I help them solve this problem, I will literally save them fucking decades of just spinning around in circles. I'll save them like years of experiencing pretty much mental illness, jealousy, insecurity, self-hatred. The thing I've got is actually amazing. Now you're talking. And so you think to yourself, okay, well, what's a, what's a pretty high price for this? And in general, the higher, the better. What I would do is I would align how much you're going to charge with how intimate and intensive your program is. So remember we said like there's the DIY done with you, done for you. If it's like a DIY, like you're just going to make the courses and stuff and it's kind of like done, it's automated after that, I would have it less. If it's done with you and you're going to do like these weekly check-ins or calls or something, then I would price it more. And if it's done for you, if you're able to like literally be there and, and like kind of do as much as possible to literally just force them to get the results and you pretty much like in fitness, you can't do this, you can't lift the weights for them, but you do as much as you possibly could, then that's the most expensive. It could be hundreds of dollars for DIY, thousands of dollars for done with you, and tens of thousands for done for you. And this might scare you straight away. You're thinking, no, 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 Hamza's wrong. I, I couldn't price mine at hundreds of dollars or you know, thousands of dollars. No, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. If that's what the belief you have in your mind, then you couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't. If you think you can't, then you can't. Simple as that. But your dream customers, 1% of them or 0.1% of them are buying similar products with a similar price from someone else right now. Someone else is selling a similar thing that you've got and they're making the money that you're scared of making. This isn't the objective truth of the universe that you couldn't charge that month. This is your own limiting belief because, yeah, why did you get this limiting belief? Was it a teacher when you were seven years old who, who said some snide comments? Is it one of your parents who ended up saying, oh, you can't do anything when they were angry at you when you were 12 years old? Which one was it? This limiting belief you kept in your mind for 10 years and you're still going to let it rule you. That's how you want to live your life, right? Sounds pretty fucking stupid to live your life like that, right? So what's stopping you right now, grabbing that limiting belief, destroying it and thinking to yourself, yeah, fuck yeah, the solution to their problem is worth thousands of dollars. I'm going to help them to solve this problem for the rest of their lives. Like they are done. Once they have my program, they'll never struggle with weight loss or whatever the, the topic is that you're helping them with ever again. That is worth thousands. Yeah, I am worth thousands. 
yeah, I can charge a package that's worth thousands and I will get them the happy results that they want. Because when you have that belief, well, yeah, you will. If you believe that you, you your product is worth it and you believe that you can get them the results and you're willing to work hard as fuck and, you know, stay in like communication with them, see where they're at, then yeah, then you will. This is a sticking point for many young men because your self-image is very important here. So this is going to sound kind of weird. We clicked on this section because you just wanted to make money. You wanted to know what to price your product. Actually, this section needs to be about your own psychology and your own deep beliefs about yourself because how much you will price your product, how much you're willing to make per year is purely based on how you see yourself. Some people, some men, do see themselves as too high and they make no progress. You know, some, some guys will start off in, in their shitty, like, first business and expect to become, like, a millionaire within six months. You know, they'll be setting smart goals or something and that's like, you're being too arrogant. You know, come on, let's slow it down a little bit. You, you, you've got, like, too much self-belief, which in itself isn't even self-belief. It's more like the same kind of fear that holds the other opposite end of the spectrum, which is the people who don't have the belief to begin with. Either way, this problem is just stems from, like, fear and resentment and lack of love and um, conditional love that you experience as a child. I know this sounds really deep, but it's absolutely the truth. You've got deep psychological wounds and like fucked up beliefs about the world, which is why you're struggling in business. Because if you did have the right kind of self-belief, you wouldn't struggle to sell a, a package for what it was worth. If there's a good price for your, your solutions and you're thinking, oh yeah, I'll just, you know, I'll just lower it a little bit because of X reason. Whatever it is, you're, you're, I just want to get some experience. Oh, you know, my people don't have much money. They've got AirPods. How many times do we need to go over this? The people that you're selling to have money. You need to destroy any limiting belief you have inside of you right now and think to yourself, okay, fuck me. Like, I'm willing to work super hard to make a lot of money, right? I'm willing to skyrocket my active income. I'm willing to work like five hours a day to make sure that this client actually gets the results. I'm willing to over deliver. And if I'm going to do that, I need to be motivated to do it. If I charge them $100 or $200, then I'm not going to go above and beyond. But if I charge them $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 dollars for this package, I'm going to feel the pressure. I'm going to wake up early and literally message them saying, yo, come on, get up, like, do the thing that you bought my package for. You see, there is a cycle, a positive feedback loop to pricing high, like increasing your prices. When you increase your prices, you care more. You're more motivated because you're getting paid for it. It's the beauty of a capitalistic society. When you increase your prices, they care more because they've invested more. So they take it more seriously. You might have heard of the study where the participants are brought in and given three bottles of wine to taste. And there's like the cheap bottle, the medium price bottle, and the high end bottle. And they're asked to give them a rating of like the taste or the or the like how good they are and they rate the cheap bottle as the worst taste the medium bottle as the medium taste and the expensive bottle as the best taste they're all the same wine it was all the same but you just told them you just made them believe that one was more expensive if something is more expensive people just believe that it's more valuable that it's better and so they get better results with it so literally, a fast way of you getting your people more results is simply to just charge more and then if we're being honest, if we're being totally honest, which might offend some people, when you charge more, you get better customers. You simply just get better customers. 
when you charge less, you attract the worst people. You attract like cheap motherfuckers. You never want to sell like a cheap product because especially when there's like a service, when you want to like, you know, do some kind of interactive component with them, the amount of like emails and complaints you get from like lower tier people, broke people, because they've like, imagine like a broke person who's barely got any money and here you are trying to sell him like a $10 a month thing. They will fucking like, they will ruin your mental health. You don't want to sell anything like low ticket. The lowest ch- thing that I'll ever sell is like $500 because that means that like the absolute brokies can't afford it which i know sounds horrible but it's the absolute truth that sounds horrible you can criticize me all you want but it's the absolute fucking truth you don't want to sell to like absolute broke people because they're the worst customers by far you want to like the, the more expensive your product can be simply the better the customer will be the more they'll care the more they'll respect you the the higher end they are that you might even want to network with imagine if you sell something for 5k for 10k, for 50k, for 25k, for example, imagine the level of difference between the person who would actually be interested in that. When they start off as like better customers because they can afford your more expensive product, they'll care more, they'll invest more into it, they'll get better results. When they get better results, you get to showcase that, you get testimonials, which and also your own self-belief about your own program, your package goes up because they've got great results. And so you start getting conviction, which is the most important part of sales. It's like you genuinely believe that your package will work. So it's a very positive feedback loop when you charge higher prices. Now imagine the exact opposite. Now imagine we decrease our price. We start with a very low price then you attract the worst customers, the most demanding customers, the guys who won't even put in any any real effort because they've barely spent any money. So they don't put in effort because they didn't invest financially. They don't get the results. And then they blame you. They didn't even do what was required and they'll literally blame you. And now instead of getting testimonials and, re- and positive reviews, you're getting hate hate like uh, posts and you know, people saying, oh yeah, I bought his thing for $7. It wasn't even worth it, guys. It's just the scam, guys. You don't want to be selling to those people. And also, if we're totally honest, you don't want to be interacting with those people either. You don't want to be interacting with the kind of person who's sending you like a list of questions before he buys for something for like $10, where he's like autistically trying to, th- okay, so is it like this or is it like this? And if I buy it like this, like you don't want to be like interacting, actually spending hours of your day with those kinds of people, do you? You're an entrepreneur. You don't want to be like serving the lowest sort of financial tiers. It's just the the brutal truth of the world. This will offend many people, but a certain like the entrepreneurs and like a certain class of of people of intelligence of of maturity and values will understand what I'm getting at here. And you'll be thinking like, "Thank fuck, actually, Hamza's absolutely right here. Like, the more expensive I can sell, the better." You want to have like gatekeep some of like access to you. You don't want to have just anyone of like the the lower financial levels to be able to buy it because often they are the worst. Now, this isn't always the case. There's a guy in India who makes a thousand times less money than me, but he's a better person than I could ever imagine to be. Of course, there's always exceptions to this. But in general, money does rule. It, it, it really does. It's, it's not so much that, you know, money makes the person or anything. It's just that when a broke person spends like whatever pennies they have, it becomes a headache for the seller who has to like deal with that customer. But when you charge hundreds of dollars, you've just taken out 99% of the population. They can't buy it anymore. Guess what that means? You're selling to the 1%. That's better. You're selling to like the 1% of young men, let's say for me, for my product, I'm selling to the 1% of young men who actually would buy like an educational product for $500 because they actually think it's worth it. If I made my product like Adonis School, $5 or $10 or $20, 
imagine the, the kind of people who would flood in, who weren't willing to spend more on their education. They'll certainly, there'll be a percentage of those pe new people who come in who like actually really care about education, but they just simply couldn't afford it because, you know, the conversion rates of currency in India and stuff. Absolutely. But most of the people who would join would be like, would care less. They'd start like shit posting, low quality posts. They, they, they'd like, you know, watch like 20 minutes of the course, then like not even take any more of it and then complain that their YouTube channel isn't growing with like my YouTube course, for example. And then they'd leave bad reviews saying, yep, it didn't work. It's just a scam, guys. Haha, <laughs> like you can just find it online for free. You don't want to be selling to those people. And so when you charge high prices, you cut them off way better. The broke 14 year olds who don't understand entrepreneurship and money might get angry at you. And this is something I'm just going to be honest with you. When you do charge the higher prices, it is like, it's so unfortunate that the game of entrepreneurship is so hated these days that when you do charge the higher prices, especially when you're like an influencer, if you're going through it about like, you know, the sort of YouTube route, you will get some level of hate. You will do. It's always like sad when I see it, when I'll see like someone will just comment like, oh yeah, 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 scammer. You can, you know, you don't need like Hamza's course or his program. You can just find everything online. It's like, yeah, like you can go and find like education and information about any topic online. Fine. Go ahead. But like, isn't your biggest problem in life, your content consumption anyway? Isn't your biggest problem that you spend like four hours a day on YouTube and you're just watching shit to your like content? If I've got a YouTube course, yeah, you can go and learn YouTube online for free. But like, do you know what I mean? Like it, it just, it, it starts to like play on you. It, absolutely. I'm not going to sugarcoat things. If you are going to sell as like an influencer or YouTuber, TikToker, whatever, and you're going to sell at high prices, you will get people who complain. But here's the thing. If you sold anything, for $1, you'd get people who complain that it wasn't for free. Let's just be honest, 99% of people are fucking losers. They're, they're gonna try and pull you down. They're fucking crabs in the bucket. They're gonna be. They'll pu literally pull you down and keep you there, like just being absolutely broke amongst them. When they see you, hey, you are trying to be an entrepreneur, they will try and bring you down. They will question it and be like, oh, but why don't you just, like people have said this to me, why don't you just make your business for free? Why don't you just make it for free? I'm thinking, bro, the fucking YouTube videos are free. What are you on about? I'm sat here with a throat that fucking hurts because I've been recording for four hours today. This is for free for you. Let me make some fucking money. There's a product which I can, like, if I sell it at a good price, not only do we have all those positives of, you know, like the, the better customers come in, they're more invested, so they actually get more, more value. But when that product makes me money, then I reinvest back into it. And then I've hired teachers and coaches and more moderators and everything. So the product gets even better. People will question this and they will like dislike you for it. I'm just giving you the truth. And this is something that like, it doesn't hurt me anywhere near as much as it used to. But this used to be like the biggest pain that I had in this entire business of being a YouTuber and having a product because it would really get to me when people would write like little words, like, you know, a 14 year old saying like, ha he's a scammer. Like you can just watch all this stuff for free online. And it, I'd be there like thinking like, what, the, how do I respond to this? I can't be the big YouTuber who responds to a 14 year old, like trying to break it down. How they're a fucking idiot saying like, yes, like information is readily available, but it isn't about the information. Like, like if you can learn it for free, then why aren't you a fucking YouTuber? If I got this YouTube course and you're saying, oh, but you can learn it for free. Why aren't you like, why aren't you growing on YouTube then? Because it's more than just finding it for free on YouTube. Ah, oh, it's a scam because you can just get it for free. Like it, it, it really got to me for a good few years. It does a lot less now, I think just because of like exposure and tolerance. But if you're quite new to this, I really do want to just give you this slight like sort of mental preparation to get ready, but get warmed up for this shit. Because when you do open the floodgates and you do announce, yeah, by the way, I've got this product and I'm going to be selling it to my followers. Let's say 90% of people will see it and think, ah, oh, I'm not really interested. 9% of people 
will literally start to dislike you for it because people just dislike someone else making money these days. It's just the sad truth of it. And it's even even young men, which, which saddens me because I'm just thinking like, how do you not think that this is cool? How do you not look at it and like instead of hating the like the game or the player of the game, why don't you look at it and think, oh damn, that's that's a pretty good way to make money. Like I'm not gonna buy it, but like Hamza's kind of smart with this. Okay, he's done that. Okay, he's done that. I might try that. I might learn the lesson there. Nine like nine percent of people will just be the haters, and one percent of people, your loyal fans, they'll buy it. The one percent of people, they'll buy it. Whatever price it is, they'll buy it. You're selling to them. Don't think about the 90% who aren't really interested. Don't think about the 9% who might be like the haters. You Think only about the 1% and what they're willing because they're literally there thinking, oh man, another day where they've stepped on the scale and the weight's gone high and they really wish there was a solution to this problem. They've got 2K or 3K sat in the bank right now. They're just kind of saving it up for no, like no clear reason. If you were going to guarantee them that forever their problem of like weight loss was going to be fixed, they'd be thinking, you know, they'd be scared of spending that much, but they'd be thinking, you know what? It's actually kind of worth it. And I really like this guy. I really trust him. I might do it. They're who you want to sell to. Those are the people that you can actually really help. You can change their lives. And if we're being totally honest, which is absolutely okay, you need to be motivated for it. And so when that person transfers you over £3,000 for your fitness program where you're going to go on to a daily call with them to make sure that they don't eat any shit food or anything, you're going to care because you're thinking, fuck me, they just gave me thousands of dollars. I used to, like, I needed to work for about two months to make that. I'm going to make sure this this fat motherfucker loses weight, right? You're going you're gonna to really care about them. You're going to, like, make, like, you see the habit tracker I've got there? This is, like, my for my own one right right there. This um, this one here, yeah. So this is my own like habits. I tick them off. You're gonna make one for your client thing. Okay, I've gonna make sure he ticks these habits off. You're gonna message him at like seven p.m. Like, have you done that thing? No, no, no. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Call him. Like, no, no. What are you doing? Resting, bro. Just do it for five minutes. Come on. Like, you're literally like pressing them because you want to get them the result because they've paid you a lot. This makes you a way better entrepreneur because you're actually getting results, and that's what I want for you. I'm super interested about your thoughts of this last section, especially about the concept of charging higher prices but then some people might kind of like hate you for that. What do you do with the haters? Like, what's your opinion on that? If you go and comment that right now, I'd just be like, one, I'm interested to see, but of course, two, if you do that, the YouTube algorithm will promote this video. So it's like a win-win. I'll be reading some of the comments. So it'd be, I'm just very interested. Like, how are you going to cope with it? When you do see a comment from someone saying like, oh yeah, he's a scammer. What are you going to do? It's very like, it's a very powerful practice to um, think about the bad things that could happen, you know, the obstacles that could arise and how you'd overcome them. It's a very powerful practice doing that. So this can just be your practice of thinking, okay, when I do get some kind of hater or someone who's like complaining, saying like, oh, my business isn't for free, that I'm not working for free. What am I going to do? How would I respond? Would I respond? Would I reply to their comments? What would I do? Go comment your answer to that below right now. Step seven, getting customers. Now we have a package that's ready to sell, but we need to actually get the customers who are interested in our package. And there's four ways that you can get customers. There's only really one way that is worth it, in my opinion, for you and for most of the guys watching this, like for my younger self, there's only one way that I would recommend, but there is four ways you can get customers and they are warm outreach. Warm outreach is where you message people that you know. So straight away, like this just seems cringe to me because it's, imagine messaging like your old high school friends on, on Instagram if they wanna buy this package that you've set for a few thousand dollars. Like 
Do you know what I mean? If, if, like, if you're a professional and you're 30 years old and you know loads of businessmen, okay, fair enough. But if you're like a young guy and you only know like other young guys, I don't think warm outreach, the people you know, is going to like work so well. You could try and, you know, message the people that you know who are the most successful, maybe the head teacher of your school. But again, it's like, it's still a little bit like this, quite a lot of friction and almost embarrassment for most young guys to consider that. The second is cold outreach. That's where you message people that you don't know. Maybe you try and find like random phone numbers online or email addresses or message random people on Instagram and pretty much say like, oh, hey, bro, wanna, you want to uh, buy my, my things? Or like it can work and people do get a good level of success with it, but it's not what I would recommend. And the third is paid ads. That's where you'll go onto websites like, for example, YouTube, Google, Instagram. And on those platforms, you can pay, like you can pay the platform to put your advert in front of people. This means that you're going to be paying 25, 50, $100 per day to get your like advert seen in front of other people. And you'll need to learn the skill of like how to actually get the ROI, which is quite difficult. And it's going to require quite a lot of upfront money. If you could spend 50 or a hundred dollars every single day, then this could be something you'd consider, but most young guys can't do that. And so in my opinion, we are left with actually the best way to get customers, which is to post free content and to build up an audience. That's exactly what I've done here, which is the business model. So I actually feel very strong in teaching you this because you can see this like on my channel, I've built up an audience of 2 million guys. And then it's just those same guys that I mentioned my product to. This is, in my opinion, the single greatest way to, to get customers in this modern day, because not only do you get the customers, but you also build the loyal audience, which is genuinely the most valuable asset that you could accumulate in business. Plus just think about the scale. Imagine being a completely new YouTuber. Is it absolutely unreasonable to think that a new guy who's, you know, posting his first few videos would get a hundred views on a YouTube video? Is that unreasonable? Like crazy? Like not really. Most guys will probably only get like 10 views on the first video. That's fine. But it's not crazy to think that you'd get a hundred, right? Well, to match that, you'd need to go and send out a hundred messages or a hundred DMs. When you really think about like how tedious it would be going on Instagram and sending everyone a message, go like, you know, calling a hundred people and not even knowing like who the fuck they are sending emails. It's like, it seems kind of quick, but you could imagine sending every cold email actually takes like five, 10 minutes. Whereas you could record a video where you just talk about, you know, some topic like, oh, hey guys, I just discovered this new weight loss trick, which is really, really good. You know, this is all you do. You uh, take a picture of your meal and it actually, literally, that's all you have to do is just take a picture of everything you eat and automatically you'll end up losing more weight than usual just because you're way more held accountable to it. And if you even send that picture to someone else, then, you know, you'll lose even more weight because of the accountability and everything. And by the way, I've got a fitness course. Just go click on the top link in the description. But it's not unreasonable to think that you'd get a hundred views in a social media post, maybe a thousand. Now we can say I'm kind of like a professional here and I've been doing this and practicing this for a few years and maybe I got lucky in some areas, but how many views does this video have? I've mentioned my product a few times in this video. Look at the views of this video. Imagine if I had to message that many people. So you can see that posting content gives you a huge number of people that you can reach out to. So we'll choose this as our path to getting customers. So what we're going to do is we're going to post onto a social media that we can learn to master over time. And this is where we need to decide, okay, well, which social media should we get good at? Is Hamza just telling me to be a YouTuber, but TikTok is doing really well right now, isn't it? And Alex Mosey says that Twitter is really good. So maybe we should do Twitter and, you know, maybe you're bouncing around which one, which social media platform should you do? What I recommend is what I've learned from another entrepreneur named Dan Coe. And he said, first figure out if you want to speak or write. 
So I'd ask you this, do you want to be a speaker like I'm speaking right now, perhaps being on camera? Or maybe do, would you enjoy typing words on a keyboard instead? Which one would you enjoy more? Which one would you actually like want to do more? As hard as it is to like, you know, set up recording and speak for an hour or two hours or three hours straight, I actually have more fun doing this than I would just typing and bashing my, like, you know, the keyboard in. So this is what I've chosen. So speak or write, which one would you rather do? Once you have your idea, then we choose the social media platform based on which skill that we want to level up. For speaking, there's podcasts, YouTube, maybe TikTok if you want to make like educational content on there. And if you want to write, then Twitter is probably the best place. In general, if you're trying to figure out which social media you should post on, the easiest answer is like, just post on the one that you consume on. Chances are YouTube is probably like your most popular social media that you're watching on right now. It's the one that you spend your most time on. Just post on that. You understand it. You know how it works. You see which videos do quite well. You see like the creators who have got a certain style and you see the trends and, and uh, the hot topics. So just go with the one that you actually spend your time consuming. A quick powerful tip. Once you have chosen whether you're going to speak or write, the single highest ROI activity that you could do in your entire business like the single most powerful activity you could do in work is to level up either the skill of speaking or writing. Because with everything that we've covered with making money, we've talked about, you know, the package and the problems and solutions, everything like that. The most powerful leverage that we have right now is social media. If you can pop off on social media, that is the single like greatest thing that could happen to you in like a business sense. It might not be good for your mental health. It probably won't be, but for business, it will be really good. And so the single greatest thing you could do to pop off on social media is not to just like you try and get lucky or some bullshit, but it's rather to think, okay, I chose to speak on YouTube. Then you just level up your speaking skill. You go and get books on speaking. Or for example, if you wrote, if you chose writing, then you'll get books on writing. You go search for a speaking coach or a writing coach, depending on which social media you've chosen. And you'd literally just level it up. For speaking, there's also storytelling. So for example, I have a speaking coach and also a storytelling coach. And now my videos are doing better than ever. So this is what you do to get customers. You start your own social media profile. Okay, you've made your YouTube channel or your Twitter account. Then what you do is you post free content. So you write tweets, maybe threads or you post YouTube videos where all you're thinking about, you're not trying to grow an audience. You're not trying to get views. All you're trying to think of is I want to give as good advice as possible to my dream customer. Remember like the dream avatar, the kind of person we're trying to help. All you're thinking about is just trying to help them as much as possible and working super hard at that. I want you to really think right now, like this video that you're watching, think about how hard and difficult this video is for hours. I've been speaking. I've had to take breaks because my throat literally hurts. My brain feels like not very foggy, but quite like weirdly heavy right now because of how, how, how I can't even speak properly. Like, do you literally see, hear me stuttering as I try and explain to you how hard I've worked for this and think about this. Now, this video is going to make a fair amount of money on AdSense and everything, but really just think about my intention here. It's to help you. It's to get you insane results. Because if this video can be so good that you literally follow it and actually make some money in real life, you're going to like me, right? You're actually going to like really, really like me. You might even send this video to a few people. 
when you end up speaking to someone, maybe even six months from now, maybe five years from now, you might even end up telling them, oh, you should watch Hamza's Money Guide. That's how I started. Maybe you'll be like, like famous in a year from now mentioning the start of like your business was when you watched Hamza's Money Guide and this video keeps popping off more and more and more and more. And maybe if you wanted more support, because you liked me, because you know this video has helped you, because you trusted me, because my advice worked for you, you'd see that the one program that I sell at Donna's School, you'd look at it and think, damn, I can actually afford it now. I mean, if his video worked, I wonder what his online school would be like. And then you might consider buying it. That's the exact process that we want you to follow. You make super helpful content, like the greatest kind of content, the most helpful content that you could think of, you know, for your dream customers' problems. So for example, if we're in the fitness niche, we're thinking, okay, these fatties are struggling with losing weight. And why? Because they've got all those, remember that massive problem list? They've got all those problems like, oh, but you know, I don't even know how to sign up to the gym. Then we just make a piece of content titled How to Sign Up to the Gym Complete Beginner's Guide. And there's someone who's going to see that as a title and be like, wait, that's fucking perfect. That's exactly what I, they're fat as fuck. That's exactly what I needed. If this guy's got a workout routine, I might end up buying it. You want to know why most people struggle at this point and they never get any growth on social media? Because they're obsessed with the growth. Is the guy who's obsessed with the girl, who's needy for the girl, is he going to get her? Probably not, right? You understand this. As young men, we've we've really been hearing this message recently, like being needy for girls is a bad thing, right? But most, most little YouTubers that I speak to, they are needy for subs and views. They're like little whores for like views. They'll do anything for a little, a new view or a like. The issue is that people can see that, like the viewer can see that. They can see that this guy's too needy and it's just kind of repulsive that he's making like whatever video he can possibly try and get some views on. It's not nice for the viewer to see that. What you want to do is give the best, most effective advice that you can to that population that you're trying to help the dream customer, the avatar that you've been thinking of. And you can just go down your problems list and literally just make a bunch of content just aimed at them. When these potential customers of yours stumble upon your content and it actually helps them get results, not like some random bullshit little shallow video like most like creators, you know, new people will be making. Think about how different this video is that you're watching compared to like the videos I, I used to make and I, I could be making right now. The top seven ways to make money online videos that are helping no one. But if you literally, imagine if you literally make a few hundred dollars by following this guide that I've put together over like hours of brain numbing, studying and journaling and thinking and everything, right? When you make the few hundred dollars and you see that I've got a program that I sell and my advice on a YouTube video has worked, you might be interested in actually buying from me. This is how you make money from social media. You first literally get people results just through your content, which means that your content, like the advice you give, needs to be powerful. It needs to be actually right. It means that you hold nothing back. You give all your gifts, your all, all your understanding, the best like teaching that you can do. And then when they realize that your stuff works and that you've got some kind of paid product, people are very interested in that because it's it kind of like people aren't stupid. Like if your advice works for them and they've seen that it works, they automatically assume like, okay, well, I can follow this guy and I can afford that thing now. I'll probably buy it. There's a very powerful mindset here that I got from Alex Hamozi. Give away the secrets, sell the implementation. Think about this video here. 
I genuinely could have sold as a thousand dollar course. Really could have, like, let's just give me like a little bit of credit there. I genuinely could have made this into a thousand dollar course. And if I just sold it passively, it would have added about 10, 20, 30,000 a month to my monthly income, which would have been nice, right? But 20 people a month would have bought it. 30 people a month would have been helped by it. Again, look at the views. So I'm sacrificing like, let's say 20 or $30,000 a month by just making this video and putting it out there instead of just making it $1,000 and like, you know, 10, 20, 30 people would actually buy it per month, right? I'm sacrificing like $30,000 upfront, but hundreds of thousands of people are gonna be helped by this, but probably millions, let's say after a few years, this is gonna have a few million views, I'm quite sure of it. Of those few million people, Let's say just 100,000 actually get some kind of like positive results in real life. And off those 100,000, let's say 1,000, their lives change forever because of this guide, which isn't like totally crazy, right? If this got a million views, we could imagine that for 1,000 people of that million, their lives changed significantly, like forever because of this guide, because of what they've learned and, and you know, it kind of like set the motion to change their life with making money and financial freedom and everything, right? When those people make $500 and they see my programs $500, they'd buy it. Now I sacrificed about 30K a month, let's say, but when the thousand people spend $500 and I've just made half a million, do you see? I'm giving away the secret in such a powerful way that has hooked your attention, that is growing my audience, that is spreading this powerful word of mouth because people are like, holy fuck, Hamza, this video's really powerful. And the thousand people or so who really like go ahead and take advantage of this video and of the advice that I've given here, who really take the steps seriously, well, they'll go ahead and buy my program, which means that although I could have made 30,000 a month by selling this, I'm going to actually make about half a million from this video alone. I just have to wait about five years for it. Half a million I've just added for 30 year old or 31 year old me, because I've just worked on this for the last two days. Think about that. It's powerful, isn't it? You wanna know how I got there? Give away the secrets. You can, you can probably hopefully tell I'm not holding any, anything back. Now there's certainly like things that I sell, which would maybe add on to this, you know, in, inside of Adonis school and stuff, but you can tell that I'm not sat here thinking, oh no, I won't teach them that thing because you know, that's something we've got inside of Adonis school. My mindset is that I know that this guide will only actually go viral if I make it as good as possible with no holding back. So every secret that I know about making money is here. I'm not getting scared with this idea of like, oh, but what if like they, they, they use it and then they don't need to buy my product. You know, what if they, I give them the really good advice and then they use it? What if you give them bad advice and then no one uses it and then no one even likes your content and then no one spreads it? Or if anything, when people mention your content, they say, ah, it's crap. It's like, it's just a waste of time. When you give away the secrets in your content and you hold nothing back, you just try and give as much of your valuable knowledge that you know, what happens is that 99% of the viewers, they weren't gonna buy your product anyway and they're still not gonna buy it. But those 99% will now actually like you and you know feel in some ways like indebted to you, that they can't help but to mention your content to other people. That's what causes growth. That's what causes growth. Let me just give a quick tip to all of the YouTubers out there. Just shut the fuck up about the algorithm. 
just like so many guys are obsessed with it, the algorithm, click-through rates, all of this, literally just forget about that and just think to yourself, let me make a video that's so good that the viewers will just be sharing it more and more and more. Literally just like make yourself believe that the only way that you could get new viewers and new subscribers is if your current viewers, however small that amount is, it's only if those current viewers shared your video. So your video has to be so good that the limited amount of people who see it right now are sharing it to others. Everyone's trying to play this game and it, it's always so fucking embarrassing seeing like this entire space of YouTubers trying to grow and get in like, look at the metrics of like click through rate, watch time, click through rate, watch that. And I'm like, bro, just shut up and just treat people. Like the algorithm is just people, just treat them like people. Just like make the humans who watch your video so impressed that they just keep sharing it they can't stop mentioning it if you start making it like a fuck ton of money after this video you're going to mention this you're gonna mention it because if it's helped you it will probably help like this friend that you end up meeting you probably don't want to walk someone through a five-hour conversation you can just send them the link to this video knowing that it worked for you and it's going to work for your future friends and if it works for them and you and you sort of introduce them to something of value then they accredit that value to you and your status goes up so it's a, it's a win-win-win situation because of how good this guide actually is. Now, there's going to be some insecure people who don't like the way that I'm speaking, thinking like, oh, well, you shouldn't be saying good things about yourself because that makes me feel even more secure. They can go fuck themselves. I know that this is a good guide. You know that this is a good guide. You wouldn't have put hours of your time to watch this. You need this level of like arrogance to think, for, like this is some good content that I've made. Like all the little rubbish pieces of like content videos that I've I've watched so far, they can't compare with this. Do you see this conviction? So now I will go and share my own videos. I will go and promote them. And, and I will, like, I'm going to tell you, like, yeah, share this to other people. When you meet someone who needs to make money, tell them, just send them here. You don't need to walk them through a five-hour step-by-step process. I've set it here. When you introduce them to this and it works for them, you've got another friend who's actually making money that you can travel with now. Do you see how powerful this is? I have spent the last few days making this and you will share this for me, growing my business for the next few years simply because this guide is so good that it's helped you and you literally just want it to help other people that you care about. You're literally going to help me grow my business and I'm not even like paying you for it. That's the power when you give away the secrets and you really put in the work. Other people will literally help you grow your business for free. Then the second part of this is sell the implementation. So it's give away the secrets, sell the implementation. We make content where we literally just think to ourselves, I'm going to expose everything in this niche. Like, you know, how to lose weight. I'm going to make a full step-by-step -step guide, which has got so much detail. And like, I'm, I'm going to make all the, you see the um, habit trackers and everything else. Like, I'm just going to give as much resources, as much great advice as possible. Walk someone through this problem step-by-step. -step. You give away the secrets. And then what you do is, your paid program, the package, a lot of that is about the implementation because 90 something percent of people, they'll watch the video, but they won't actually take action on it. It's just the the shame of like the DIY, you know, do it yourself. Like this video is a do it yourself. A, a course is like do it yourself in the case that like the creator just kind of makes it and then he's out of the picture. Then it's up to you, the consumer to use it. 90% of people have already, like literally the point that we're on in this video, 95% of people have already clicked off. You're genuinely in the top 5% of like people's attention spans and commitment to this. 
that means that barely 5% of people actually genuinely like use the content and see results. It's just the way that it is. Now, the idea is that for the guys who use it and who start, you know, seeing some kind of results and start trusting the creator, a lot of them will want extra help with it. A lot of them will want guidance on how to implement what they've just learned. You want to give all the education away for free, but you want to be available there with your package if anyone wants, like your intensive extra help. And that's exactly what my program is. This is exactly what I'm suggesting to you. I'm, I'm telling you literally just like, you can see it's working for me. Copy it. Make super, super helpful videos that really just help a bunch of people that, you know, it's like just free education that we're putting out there. And for the small percentage of people who appreciate that education, but also want your extra help and they've got a bit of money to spend, well, they'll buy your product. We just do this long term. So we start posting onto social media and we try and make it as valuable as possible. Then we get into like a nice cadence, like a system, a schedule, an upload schedule. So on Twitter, you could discipline yourself to write three tweets a day, maybe five tweets a day. On YouTube, you could discipline yourself to post once a week, maybe twice a week, three times, four. It depends on like how long your video is. You can see with these videos, since they're so long, I go once a week. But if my videos were only 10 minutes to 20 minutes, I would be posting every single day at the same time. Once you've got that consistent schedule, what we want to do is start to capture the sale. So we, okay, we're understanding that the people who watch our content who are really helped would want to potentially buy from us. How do we actually get the sale? Well, it's simply with just like putting the links in the description, as you've seen here, we're going to be creating the sales page in just a second. Like, you know, the link there, you can see like my top link in the description is Adonis School. And what we just need to do is a very specific term called CTA, call to action. What this means is inside of our content, every now and then we will tell the viewer exactly what to do. So for the last few minutes, I've mentioned Adonis School to you, but not actually to try and sell it to you. I didn't tell you, yeah, go and check out the, the link in the description, like go and buy the product. But rather I was just using it as an example because it's relevant for this. But a CTA would be for me saying, okay, you you're, you want to be an entrepreneur. If you want my help with that, go and click the top link in the descri description right now. That's a CTA. When you say it like that, the amount of people who will click on the link skyrockets. So you must tell like the, the viewer, the consumer exactly what to do. So interspersed in your content, let's say in these long videos, maybe I'll say it twice in like a shorter video, like 10 minutes or 20 minutes long. I'll just say it once for literally about just 10 seconds. And if you want to learn more about this, go click on the top link in the description. That's Adonis School. It's my paid program, but that's it. For, for Twitter, for example, you'd write a few tweets like normal, you're writing quotes, whatever. And then maybe you'll write like one tweet, which is about your paid product. You post it and then you go back to writing your normal tweets straight after that. You've got to make sure you don't oversell. You've got to identify that pretty much every time you try and sell to your audience, it kind of like lowers how good or positive they view you right now. So I could give you like this amazing, like this guide here. And if I didn't mention Adonis School even once in this video, you'd like me even more. The issue is like, we still, we want to make our money. We want to sell the product. So it's like, you want to use some call to actions, mention your product, but you don't want it to be like too much or too long. You don't want to have, like you see those sort of the old school, like shitty YouTubers who do like the sponsorships. And it's a two minute thing of them talking about the, the little fucking dollar shave club or um, I don't know, the website or Skillshare or whatever the fuck they've been like sponsored by. And they just waste like five minutes of your time per video. 
You've never seen me do that bullshit, have you? It's just one, it's cringe. And it's like, I think this is a big part of the reason why I was able to grow so quickly was because I very much undersold for a long time and kept like my courses and stuff previously, like very hidden. I, I tried not to like sell too much. It's only in the last few months that I've wanted to like actually like bump up my in income, level up my business. And now it's like, I'm at the phase of like wanting to slow down because I want my audience to grow. So when you want your audience to grow, don't sell anywhere near as much. When you want to make more money, then sell more call to actions. So you've got to just find the subtle balance. If you're first starting off, I would say literally just put the call to action in every video, but literally just five to 10 seconds right at the last. And also, by the way, I've got a paid program toppling in the description. That's it. Literally just that. Boom. Move on to the next. Here's your actionable step for this part of the guide. You need to decide if you want to be a speaker or a writer for your social media content. If you're unsure, just ask yourself, do you want to be on like video, like on YouTube or maybe just speaking into the mic on like Spotify, you know, podcasts, or do you want to, for example, write tweets or blogs or any, any kind of like keyboard writing thing? Just make the decision and you don't have to get like too like, you know, ah, oh, which one is it going to be? I don't know. Just choose one right now. Don't say you'll do both or any bullshit. Just choose one, go all in. And then we're just going to choose the social media platform for it. Honestly, I'd just say, just do YouTube. You're watching this long video on YouTube. You use YouTube fairly regularly. If you use, for example, TikTok or like Spotify podcasts twice as much as you actually watch YouTube, then fair enough, choose one of those ones. But in general, most of the people watching this would be like fantastic at YouTube just because you've already watched so much content here. So you kind of understand what's going on. So you know exactly which social media now to go all in. Now just spend a second just to think about the right mindset to posting. We're just trying to help our dream customer, our avatar. If you can go and have a look at the problems list, if you've made one already, or if you're gonna do that very soon, that massive problems list is our content ideas. And we're just gonna try and like give away the secrets, the, the knowledge that we know about this area. Step eight, how to sell. In this part of the guide, you are going to learn the skill of sales. You know, you've probably clicked and watched those videos that say like the top skills to, to learn how to make money. And they always say sales, but they never actually explain to you what sales is, do they? It's all these fucking shit YouTubers will make the same videos as always. Sales, sales, sales will help you for every interaction, but they don't even explain what sales is. Sales is the skill of destroying someone else's limiting beliefs about your product. I'll say that again, you must listen. Sales is the skill for destroying someone else's limiting beliefs, like their objections, their problems. We're gonna set you up to learn this skill and to literally like use it in live video calls with people who will like see your content and book calls with you. So this is what we need in this section. We need a way for people to book video calls with us using a link that we'll put inside of our social media content, you know, like our social media bio, um, YouTube descriptions with a bio. We want a link there that when someone clicks in, they can see like a calendar, like our schedule, and they can book video call slots with us. We'll see that we've got like a notification. Okay, sweet. We've got a call with Jack today at five. We'll come to our computer. We'll start the call. We'll end up speaking to them about like, you know, what they're interested in with the topic. So it's like, let's say if you sold like a fitness program, would hype it all up. Yeah. You know, fitness is really awesome. When you get muscle, it feels so awesome. So what are your fitness goals? I'll tell you how to like actually sell something to someone. And then you'll convince them to buy your product Straight after the call, you'll send them a payment link that you can set up for free and that they'll be able to like buy and you start work with them. So the first thing we need to do here is we need to set up that sort of video calling system, the booking system. There's a software which is very well known. It's called Calendly. 
I'll link it in the, in the description. So I'll go and find a guide on how to set up Calendly. You can go find like a different software if you want. This is the one that I've always used. This is the one that I've seen other big YouTubers use. So it's just the one that I'd recommend. Let's say you've got that set up. You've got the Calendly set up. People can book a call with you now and you put that Calendly link on your social media posts, in the description, the Twitter bio, the YouTube channel profile thing. Now, you just keep posting the valuable content that you are on social media. Tell people to book the call with you if they're interested in like the high ticket like package that you offer. And you should hopefully very soon see your first call booked. This means that you're about to go on to like maybe your first ever sales call, which is quite an exhilarating experience. If you've ever cold approached women in public, like, you know, or at nighttime or something, you know, in clubs or parties, it's a very similar experience to that. Like your heartbeat will go because you're like getting girls and, and sales is the exact same thing, by the way. This is why most guys who are good at sales will get girls. Most guys who are good at like picking up girls, speaking to them, pick up artists type of stuff, they're very good at sales as well. Now I'll walk you through how to sell. I'm not a master salesman like at all. I only know like the basics, but honestly the basics is more than enough because you don't want to go like hard sales mode to the point that people think that you're acting like a scammer or, or sleazy or anything. These days, the sort of softer sales approach works probably better. So you hop onto the call, you see their little screen open up, you've got yours on, and you literally just speak to them. Like you take an interest in them and it's Matthew, for example. He's like, oh, Matthew, like, you know, so what, what brought you to my, um, my call today? Matthew will say, oh yeah, you know, like I saw your video on like fitness, it was really good. So you'll, and you just start speaking to him, literally just about his goals. Okay, so yeah, if you got fitness goals, like what, what do you desire with that? What do you want with fitness? And I say, yeah, I just wanna lose like a little bit off my stomach and stuff. You say, okay, what have you tried so far? And he says, oh yeah, I tried this diet and this diet and this diet, but it didn't, nah, it didn't really work. Then straight away, you get something in your mind where you're thinking, oh yeah, yeah I know why it didn't work. It's because of this. Like, you, cause you kind of understand your own niche, your own topic, their, their pains and problems. So you teach them a little something. You say like, oh yeah, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard for that diet to work because you probably didn't have this, did you? And he's like, oh no, I didn't actually. You teach him something. So he's like, he kind of thinks, oh damn, this guy is really an expert. Then you start to just really hype up how good the dream result is going to be. So you don't actually want to tell them like, or like, yeah, you know, losing weight's so awesome, losing weight's like this. No, no, no. It's not about losing weights. The dream result is that he doesn't have that fat anymore. The dream result is that his shirt fits and he's got more of an aesthetic taper that like women notice and he gets more likes on Tinder. That's the dream results. That's what you want to be talking about, how awesome it is. Chances are you might even have that dream result. So if it's for fitness, if I was doing like fitness sales calls, I'd say like, bro, I've, I've been in a relationship for the past few years, but when I was single, when I would make a new Tinder account, I honestly, just because of my physique, I would get, if you wouldn't even believe me, I would get honestly more than 20 to 30 likes per day. Like like a super male supermodel level just because of my physique, literally just because of that. I don't think my, my, my face is like overly attractive or anything just because I'm good at taking shirtless pictures where like I look like a, like a fucking like Chad in, in a certain way. And it's, it's nice, it's nice because growing up as the guy who never really got the attention from the girls, this really meant a lot to me for a long time. When I say this to him and he's literally thinking like, oh yeah, yeah, must be nice, must be nice. He's gonna do anything possible now to go and experience that. So when you mention to him, and so let me tell you about my package. 
in my package. I'm going to get you to this result in three months. It's a three month thing. We're going to do this or it's a one month thing, whatever it is, right? You tell your package, we're going to do weekly calls. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. I'll even give you this. I'll give you this. I literally, I'll give you this, 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 which means that right here, right now, that pain that you're experiencing, you know, that like that sort of feeling of insecurity, it will go forever. Not only will I work with you till we see the results that you want, but I'll also set up the system and, and train you in a way that you will maintain this progress for the rest of your life. We will change the beliefs that you have so that you will always have that tight shirt around your stomach, that it'll never be like flabby anymore, that you'll always be able to attract more women. You down? Ready to get started? The package is $2,500. The package is $1,000, whatever you want to say. At that moment, quite a few people will be like, oh, oh, oh I, I didn't realize. Oh, I didn't realize you were selling, bro. I, I thought it was going to be free, you scammer. Like 10% of people are just going to be absolute dumbasses. They, they'll be like that. Maybe about 70%, I, I don't know over the percentage, but like a certain number of people will be like, oh, yeah, it's too expensive for me. You can try and sell them harder, those people who say it's too expensive. If I'm honest, for me personally, I wouldn't try and like sell harder to someone who just says like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's too expensive. I don't know if I can afford it, whatever. What you want is maybe the 5 to 10% of people who will literally just be like, yep, done, let's go. That's it. Boom. You hang up the call, you, you tell them obviously, yeah, sweet, I'll send you the payment link and we'll begin straight away. I'm so excited, you're gonna get this, you're gonna get this, you're gonna get this. You're gonna like, you know, feel confident in your body, which when you think about it, how awesome that is that most people even don't, don't ever get to the point where they feel even nice in their own skin and we're, we're gonna get that for you. I'll send you the payment link after this. You end the call, you create what's called a Stripe payment link. You can just uh, YouTube it. I'll find you a YouTube. I'll do everything for you. <laughs> I'll find you the YouTube tutorial on how to set up a Stripe payment link. I'll link it below. and. You just set it up. It's very easy. It's like free to do with Stripe. Stripe take like a one up two percent or whatever it is from your payment, which is unfortunate, but like you don't actually pay for Stripe, so it's kind of nice or whatever. Um, and you just send that link over to them, maybe on email or phone number, or whatever. They pay for it and you begin working with them. Now that's the process of a sales call. It's a very exhilarating part of business. Honestly, it's probably like the most exciting part of a business is sales because you are there like one-to-one -one, like almost hand-to-hand -hand combat like immediate feedback flow state trying to sell this person to your thing it's like every sentence you say every little facial detail that you make slightly changes their their um percentage chance of buying from you so at first it's literally just about volume just get on to 100 sales calls no problem but soon you're going to want to level your skill up which we'll talk about in the next step but first your actionable step for this part of the guide is to set up your calendly booking page you can use whatever software like i'm not affiliated with calendly whatever you can use whatever software i just like calendly it's the one that i've always used it's the one that i understand and i, I do think it's really nice set up the calendly page also set up your stripe payment link and then add your calendly link not the stripe one but the calendly link to your social media profiles and from now on when you make social media content every now and then just very quickly mention that if they're interested in like a high ticket or like you know a package a paid package to get to their dream results remember the dream result isn't like weight loss it's to be skinny there's a difference right the, the dream thing that they want isn't to go through the progress it's to be at the end point so you mention that in every video from now on oh yeah go and book a call with me let's see if you're a good fit boom step nine more better new this is a phrase by Alex Amosi that has served me really well. So I wanted to just teach you it more, better, new. Now, this is what most beginners do when they start with their business. 
they make a tiny bit of progress in setting up, like maybe let's say for you, you've set up the Calendly, okay, you've set up like, you know, the pro the problems your customer's gonna have, the solutions, social media, whatever, you've set some stuff up, you made some progress, and before they know it, they've clicked on another video that said, actually, there's a better business model, you can go try agency instead, copywriting, YouTube, there's just different businesses, and they go and try something new over and over and over again. Most people at this stage, they will suffer and stay in this state of just staying like broke because they're addicted to new. They're addicted to new things, new business models, new ways of doing things. You don't deserve to start doing anything new right now. You don't need anything new. Any business model can work. The idea that you've got will work, but you need to exhaust more and better first. What this means is that there is a step-by-step -step process of the things that you should focus on and new, doing something new is at the end of it. Right now, what we want you to focus on is more doing more of the exact same thing. That simply just means do more volume. So if you look at your package, you know, that massive solutions list and we created it into this bundle, what if you just offer more? What if we literally just did more right now? You want to get more sales. You want to get like your, your customer better results so that, you know, they actually genuinely change their lives and they thank you for it and they make the testimonial and the review and you feel better because you know that your, your thing gets results, right? You know, a really fast, easy way to get them more results is to just add more of what you've already got inside of your package. For example, if you've told them you'll do a weekly call with them, what if you just did two calls a week or three calls a week? And again, this is where like so many young guys will stop it. Like their brains will fart and they'll say like, oh, but wait, that's like, that's like, you know, that's, that's more time. I'm not trading time for money. I'm like, bro, again, are you willing to work hard to make a fuck ton of money? Yes or no? You've said yes every single time. Have you not? So why not work harder to make more money right now? If this is your big goal and like, you know, this is like the thing you're focused on. Are you spending like pretty much all day thinking about money anyway? Just be honest. You probably are, right? So either you can do more, which will actually get you money, or you can keep coping, watching fucking Tate videos, Hamza fucking videos, right? So you want to make more money, right? So you may as well work, just do more of the, the valuable things. So for example, change the weekly call to three times. What if you just did something crazy? What if you did literally a call every single day? Just a little WhatsApp one. You've got like, it sounds crazy, but like you've got the time for it, right? You could literally call someone on WhatsApp for 10 minutes a day and you'd actually have the time for it. Now imagine that that's gonna get you like twice as many sales. Why wouldn't you do it if this is the biggest thing in your life right now? Now, again, you want to get to the point where you can have like a bit more passive income and freedom and less time involved in business. I understand that. I, I, that's a nice goal to have. But right now, at these earlier levels, you really need way more momentum and you'll get that from just offering more, like, like craving more active income instead of passive income. In the future, you can minimize this and, and, you know, kind of like turn it down. Okay. I'll do one call a week. I'll change my package. I'll do this. Sorry. If you've got a current customer, you're like, sorry, I can give you a refund if you want, but I'm only going to do one call. That's like in the future when money doesn't feel important to you but right now you're watching this because it does so you may as well work more so offer the the two times weekly call or the three times calls or the daily texting add more to it and then that's just your package how about for your marketing for the the content you're making to get customers you're making content on twitter or on youtube what if you just made more what if you posted more often right now if you're posting on youtube three times a week why not just scale that up to four times, five times? And this is where the cope will come in and people will say, oh no, but I've got school because I've got this, I've got this. Chances are you do actually have the time to do more. It's just that you're wasting like at least an hour a day. I at least waste an hour a day. So if you tell me you don't waste an hour a day, I know it's fucking bullshit because I'm, I'm like 
boasting, whatever, but, but I'm very fucking good at keeping my calendar in check, that my phone's been on airplane mode, do not disturb. I'm, every minute is tracked of my day. I still probably waste about an hour a day. So if you tell me that you, you don't, I don't believe you. So there, you've just got an hour. Boom, post some more content, tweet more. When you do more, you get more. It's literally, it's just as simple as that. The business world doesn't work the same as like, as building muscle. There isn't diminishing returns in this. It's actually more kind of like linear or even exponential. Like if you post more on social media, you will simply just grow more. You will get more results. It's as simple as that. If you add more to your package of like the things that are actually valuable, for example, the live calls with you, you'll simply just get more sales. So just start with that. Then once you feel like you've maxed out the volume that you could do and you're actually working pretty much like all day and you're thinking, yeah, I couldn't post more. I'm literally posting every day or I do really long videos like this one and I post weekly or maybe twice a week, for example. You can't add more. That's when you start to consider, okay, better. How do you do the current things, but better at a higher skill level? So for this, you could look at your package Every little bit that you've got in there, you know, you've got the course, you've got the live calls, you've got the daily accountability, you've got this. And now you could be thinking, okay, how do I make every little part of this better and more effective at getting the customer the results that they want? So maybe you look at your course that you've made, like if you've made a collection of videos, for example, training videos, and you look at them and you think, you know what, this is a 20 minute video. I could probably say this in about 10 minutes. That probably means that like more people will watch through it because you know some people end up clicking off because it's too long, whatever. I could make this video better. This um, this template that I made, I could make this better. The live calls that I have with them, you know what? Sometimes my focus uh, falls away. Maybe I could meditate for five minutes first. Maybe you can even make the sales process better so you can go and study books on sales, level up your skill of sales to know what like a, a couple more like tactics that you can use. And then you can actually bring that to your sales calls, making them better and you're more likely to get money. Then you can also make your social media content better. You can learn more things about YouTube, about like leveling up your thumbnails, about your speaking skill, about storytelling. Maybe you're, you're more on Twitter. So you learn how to like grow on Twitter more. You learn about how to um, write in a more persuasive way. You see that there's so much that you can do for what you've got right now before you should ever consider doing something new. So if you've got to this point, if I could force you to do something, which hopefully you're going to take that seriously if I'm telling you, okay, please just do this. Forget anything new. The next time you click on a random video and Andrew Tate's there talking about, yeah, this business model is really good. Then you click on a next one and this one and this one. You're not going to make any progress doing that. Right now, forget about the concept of anything new. Stay dedicated, committed to this one path that you've got and just do more of it and do it better. I think there isn't a better time for me to now finally like officially plug Adonis School to you. This is what I've wanted with Adonis School. It's, it's a place for young men to come in and gain an education for like essentially for the real world instead of the way that the education system set us up with and you learn things about entrepreneurship money investing fitness relationships all these things but i think the most valuable part is that it's a community of guys who are doing this together and so i keep seeing every day that there's a new guy who's who's been doing like weekly calls with another guy they've been holding each other accountable and i think that's like some of the best parts not only that i give like a lot of lessons there. So this video here that you're watching has been a Adonis School lecture over about two weeks. Every day I've been in there, we have about a 10 hour lecture on money. We have a five or a six hour lecture on willpower, plus every course that I've made, plus live calls from teachers that I've hired. It's, it's a place that's like 
going to the top. It's a very good place. So this is just me shilling it for the first time and like official time in this video. Go click the top link in the description if you're interested in getting this community at Honest School, making money online. Step 12, spending money. When you follow this part of the guide, the benefit you're gonna get is that soon when you go to the store, you won't ever need to look at the price for pretty much anything again. And that's a really calming experience. You'll also be able to buy some things that other people will look at and you'll get some sense of status with that if that's the thing that you care about. But more importantly, you will get the freedom that you've desired all this time. You'll be able to invest in your growth by buying the right things at the right time, which many other people don't do. You see, the average guy gets a little bit of money, but then he wastes it on low quality status symbols. He gets a car on finance. He, he goes and eats like takeaway or something and he has nothing to really show for it. Whereas for us, we're gonna go down a different path we're gonna use money to put our trajectory on even more of a fast track. So there are five levels to spending money, five things that you can spend your money on. This is in my opinion, and I'm sure everyone else will disagree, but I will just tell you about the things that have served me. And if you're anything like me, then your experiences will probably be similar. Level zero, material objects for status. This is the car, the watch, the fancy apartments, uh, the fancy branded clothing. This can be fine and you will get like status by buying this. So for example, if you've been leveling up your business and you go and buy like the Rolex that you've really wanted or you know, you go and upgrade your wardrobe, you will get noticed more. You will get more validation and acceptance from more people. That's 100% the case. The reason why I'd argue that that isn't so great is that in general, only unintelligent people validate you when you buy some kind of status object. The kind of person who's actually on your level, when you think about the kind of thinking that you do, the values that you have, the amount of character that you've become, the truth is that only people who are far below you in terms of intelligence and values will actually look up at you when you've got like the branded t-shirt. It absolutely will happen. More like, like degenerate women will want to have sex with you. But when you take a step back, and you think to yourself, okay, I'm not gonna just indulge in my monkey, like little monkey impulse here. Is it actually a good thing? Is it a good thing that more common people like you now? It can be nice to feel socially involved. I'm not saying you've got to, you know, hate everyone or anything, but it's usually, it's just unintelligent people who will like you more because you've bought something that they think is expensive, which elevates your status in their eyes. What I have found, which is very interesting, which the people who buy these objects don't speak about, the most intelligent people that I know never validated me with every single material purchase I ever had. When I've got like the fancy apartment in Dubai, which was $10,000 uh, a month, when I've had like the fancy clothing, the $400 shirt, whatever, like obviously there's levels to this and some, some rich guy might be watching this thinking, oh, $400 shirt, that's not even that expensive, but you know, this, it's all relevant, right? The intelligent people that I know never validated me for it. And yet when I downscaled my life, when I was making $20,000 a month and I moved back in with my parents so that I could focus on my business, every intelligent person that I knew on WhatsApp, they actually validated me for it. It's so interesting because I, what I found is truly like smart people know exactly the issues with spending on like material objects that we know that it's like this, it's, it's almost like this low level desire that you're really hoping that someone else like looks at you. Now you can certainly do it and there's always gonna be a cope that a lot of people will have thinking, no, 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 Hamza, I really like the watch. I really want that car. Absolutely. If there's something that you've got like this massive interest in and you really are like super, super interested in this certain car, then like 
who am I to tell you to go otherwise if that's what you truly, truly, truly desire? I would just ask you to take a step back and really just be honest to yourself. Is it for yourself? Is it actually because you genuinely want that or is it as pathetic as like you literally just want to see someone's head turn towards you and that's what will make it all worthwhile? Because most of the guys who are really obsessed with a certain material object like the watch or the car or, or the apartment or whatever, for most of them, it isn't about the utility of the thing. It isn't about the real value of the thing. It's kind of like a band-aid over the childhood trauma of like a lack of condition, like unconditional love. It, it's so sad to say that, but it is the case. And I don't mean to like psychoanalyze anyone, but it is the case. That's why we chase these material objects because we just want to feel welcomed in our society, which is really sad because you probably spent like a month of your life just trying to get that watch and now you've got some dumb girl who's more into you and the actual girl who's on your level, who's an intelligent woman, who's well-educated, she's going to think that you're kind of like insecure and lame for having that. Would you want the female equivalent of you? Would you want the woman who gets a breast job because more guys will turn towards her? Then why would you be the guy with the car? It's the same thing. The truth is that the spiritual people are absolutely right. When you see this, like two kinds of people in society, there's the material people, just the normal person, the average guy who goes to the nine to five job, but also the entrepreneurs, the rich guys, the athletes, the, the people who are like here in this real world trying to make money and success. And then there's those spiritual people who've got a lot of faith, a lot of belief, who've got a lot of alignment to their values. And the, for example, it's like who you could imagine, like if you've seen Wim Hof or David Data, the author of The Way of the Superior Man, or any deeply religious people like imams, for example. These people are absolutely right when they tell you that these material desires won't amount to anything other than actual pain and, and frustration in life. That the true path to happiness and enlightenment and like sort of a positive life experience doesn't come from random objects that you can buy from someone else, but it comes through like your alignment to something that, that feels important to you. Maybe God, maybe love, maybe light as a lot, a lot of spiritual people say, like we are all beings of light and that's what we should pursue. So if you are absolutely certain there is some material object, the clothes, the car, whatever, that is, at you you are like, yep, yeah, 100% I'm buying that. What I would say is just limit it to about five to 10% of your profits. So if you genuinely profit, not just get money in, but profit from your business, like minus your expenses of business. If your profit is like 10,000 a month, you could maybe get like a thousand dollar like purchase, which is about status, maybe, which means that you can't even get the fancy apartment, which is, you know, 5k, 7k, whatever. In my most stressful, unhealthy and unhappy time when I moved to Dubai, my business's profit was barely like 10k and I was using that on the apartments and the clothing and everything. My cash was quite high, it was, you know, it was like 40k, but we were reinvesting that back into the business. And it just makes you a weak entrepreneur when you have this like materialistic lifestyle. Now I know you're probably thinking of the entrepreneurs out there, like I'll name them, like Iman and Tate, who are quite materialistic. They've got the fancy objects, but they are quite, they're amazing at business at the same time. What I will say from what I can see is like these men are the outliers they absolutely are. They are like the outliers. What you're not seeing is through the survivorship bias is the amount of people who have the same materialistic tastes as these men, but who didn't make it. So this is more credit to these men to show how amazing they are, but also like less credit to like the average folk who also, for example, wants the same like cars. And you know, you've seen the entrepreneur, you're thinking, yeah, Tate's so cool with his car and everything and this, and the watch, E-man with his watches. Chances are, if we're just being honest, most of the people who have the same desires end up in absolute ruin.
just because you see this one guy who's been able to manage it doesn't actually mean that you will. Now, of course, we want to have like powerful beliefs about ourselves, but we also need to be rational to think that the disease of materialism has claimed the lives of, of a lot of disciplined, hardworking people. These aren't average people that you're competing against. When you think of like the top level athletes who literally became too materialistic and they lost it all and became bankrupt, they were more disciplined than you could ever hope to be. So don't believe that, oh yeah, it won't happen to me. I won't waste all my money in my business or my my athletic career just goes to shit because of the the headache caused by my incessant desire of status objects. If you're really interested in this, there's a video on my channel which is called Don't Make This Mistake When You Get Rich and I've explained it in about a two hour loom presentation, like a screen recording of me just talking and showing you pictures of the stuff I bought, the people I met and the experience I had in Dubai and like how materialistic that side of like that part of the world is. And um, every step that I've taken towards this materialistic object has just been a wasted step. It's been a waste of time. And often I've noticed that it's actually reduced my health at the same time, which is just, it's unacceptable. Every step that I've taken towards the spiritual path has improved my health, my happiness, my love, has improved even my productivity, my contribution to others. So that's just the lesson I'd give you there is, I would say this is a level zero purchase. Buy if you must, if you've got some addiction to this, this thing. But I would I would love to like, see you almost psychoanalyze yourself and think, you know what, actually, if I'm being honest, the reason why I want to buy this thing is because it, I just keep thinking about this girl from high school that if I ended up driving the car past my city, she might look at me and how fucking sad that is that I'd go and spend the next year of my life with this desire just hopefully that like some girl from high school might pay more attention to me. A lot of it comes down to that. The second level of things you can buy is with travel. Experiences are shown statistically to give you like a, a better feeling of happiness than objects are. So what this means is getting the holiday, like the, the travel experience to a different country will actually serve your life more than buying an item. So I would actually support you in this decision of like, if you've saved up a few thousand and you want to go to like, I don't know, Europe or this other country or this country, you want to book this Airbnb, that will actually serve you mostly because of the learning lessons that arise when you go traveling. When you leave your home, the environment that you're used to and you go somewhere else, especially if it's for quite a long period of time and you're, especially if you're quite social when you go there, you'll get a bunch of learning lessons and realizations that you might not have gotten if you stayed at home. What one realization like that could be worth tens of thousands of dollars. Like it could be like, you know, something that you implement for your business that could be worth thousands. It could be something that you realize about your purpose, about your direction in life that could be worth, like it could be priceless. So basically every trip that I've been on, I've had quite a good realization that has been extremely valuable, but I'm going to sound a bit odd here, but I actually have quite unique views towards traveling. I believe that the travel industry, by the way, the travel industry is like a 700 billion or even a trillion dollar industry. Like, you know, the planes, the flights, the hotels, everything, right? I believe that they have brainwashed us to believe that the height of life is to go on a holiday. When you think about the average person's beliefs, the average guy, you know, he works in a shitty career then 50 weeks of the year and he's allowed to take two weeks off when his boss, his daddy tells him that he can go and like have fun in a different country. And the thing that he does in those two weeks, he books a holiday. But what I would say is like, if I'm speaking to younger Hamza, he had in his mind for about three years, this dream of, of being a digital nomad. And I would just ask him and say like, why do you have that? Like, what do you think life is going to be when you're there? I was in a work mode. I wanted to work super hard and get results in my business. And I would go to a the kind of place where that doesn't happen. When you are in like this focused work mode, 
flying around and like going to these nice like little places. Bro, I'm going to say this again. No one's doing deep work in Thailand. It's just the way it is. It's, no one's doing deep work there. In your own little home here, when you're focused in like an apartment in, in your own home country, you can grind away if this is the priority of your life right now. Go to those places when you actually want to kind of like rest off, when you specifically don't even care about business. You don't mind if the results go down a little bit. That's fine. But don't think to yourself, like I, as I did, that, yeah, I'll go to Thailand and, you know, I'll, I'll stay there for months and months and months and, you know, like business. It's like it, the environment isn't set up for you to be able to get more results there. It's just something which is, it's just the truth. I don't know. Now you can see I'm quite like negative towards traveling, but I will say that my advice for this is that there is a certain kind of travel that I think is worth it for me. And so chances are, if you actually really enjoy traveling, you disagree with what I say. What I'm about to say will actually make your traveling still better anyway. So if I will travel for this, then it means that, you know, like, if you already enjoy traveling, this will just supplement to it. I believe that traveling for the sake of just like, hey, I'm in a different country is just weird and pathetic. I just don't see the point of that. But I think that traveling for your purpose, traveling to go and learn something is worth it. So for example, my purpose right now is not actually my work. I've kind of completed that layer. I feel like financially free. It's fine now. My purpose right now is to free my body. I've realized that like the next level of freedom that I want to get to is like my own body freedom, my physical freedom. It's like my joints are stiff. I fucking hate like how I feel in my body. It's, it's nothing particularly bad. I don't have any injuries or anything, but it's only like now that I've got the space away from work and money that I'm actually realizing like my knees click when I, when I squat down, I've got like, you know, sort of like a stiffness here. So I want to get all into yoga, but I also want to get all into cold exposure, the Wim Hof method. And the Wim Hof method is like, you'll go with instructors and climb up like mountains and stuff. And you'll like go shirtless and you'll do this breathing thing, which will help you like release trauma and cold. You know, it sounds awesome, right? So I'm going to go and do an event with that. So it's like, I'm going to travel. I'm not going to get the flight and everything, but there's a specific like learning event that I'm going for. I think traveling just for the sake of traveling and, and this idea of being a digital nomad, I don't think it's great. Every, every digital nomad I speak to or that I see, their results just plateau. You just don't get good results in business when you're being a digital nomad. You just don't. It's just a fact as it is. But don't be a digital nomad. Instead, work super hard at home in your environment where you can do that. And then if you want to go take a holiday where you don't even look at work for like a week or two weeks or even a month, that's fine. Don't think to yourself, like, yeah, I'll just take my laptop and I'll stay there all the time because then it's like you're in this place which should be enjoyed. But here you are trying to cultivate like a deep work routine when there's like, you know, you're there hot and humid in this exotic country. It's not at all that it's cracked up to be. Go over to these countries for a specific reason. So, for example, if I really wanted to. I don't think that, you know, it's not my purpose or anything, but if my purpose became like, oh, I really want to learn about the Thai culture and I want to learn Muay Thai and get into a Muay Thai fight, then going to Thailand would be an amazing reason for that. But I would ask you not to cope and just to choose some random desire just because it sounded cool and, you know, you, you really want to go to Thailand or Bali or whatever. And rather, I'd just say, just follow your purpose. If your purpose right now is pure, just work and business and money, just stay where you can work the hardest. Don't consider going somewhere else where you're not going to work as hard and you're not going to have as, as great of a routine. If your purpose changes and it becomes to like learn this a particular skill, then go where that skill is learned best. So 
part of my new purpose will be yoga because I want to be able to get like really flexible and also to be able to actually like cultivate my breath through my entire body. So soon I'm going to go move right next like a yoga studio so I can go and train for hours a day. And if that involves traveling to a different country than for like some kind of intensive yoga workshop, then I think that's an awesome reason to travel. I think traveling just for like no reason other than like, haha, like let's go to Thailand, let's go to Europe guys. It's, I just think it's just I, what I found, I'm just going to like, I know I'm going to get loads of hate for this, this part of the video because people will just disagree, but I found that a lot of people's pursuit of traveling actually comes because of their addiction of dopamine. They just need more novelty. They need something new. It's like, oh, let's go to this place and let's go do something like, let's go drink and, and eat stuff there. And like, let's have sex with the girl that I'm going with. It's, it's just dopamine after dopamine after dopamine. If you just sit still and just ask yourself, why am I considering going to these countries? If there's a great reason that arises, fine. But like, I haven't really ever met anyone who's actually had such a great reason. Sometimes there is, you know, for example, there's someone who wants to study the course of like some university in a particular place. Okay, fine. You want to move over maybe for taxes or something. Okay, fine. You want to like, you know, move to, to try and see if this is the country that you want to raise your children. Sounds awesome. There's a particular event or learning or, or, or skill that you want to learn. Awesome. Digital nomad, like, oh, I want to move and just like, you know, work on my laptop. It, it It's terrible. It's so terrible. I, the reason why I'm saying this, even though I know so many people won't understand and their, their ears will just be closed off. I wish that someone spoke to younger Hamza like this because I've wasted about about nine months of my life traveling just in the last few years. I've wasted nine months in different countries when I was in a work mode anyway. If you're in a work mode, just stay where you work best. Remember, the travel industry is huge. And so their brainwashing is deep inside of your mind to a level that you don't even understand. It is totally like a normal belief for you that once you make money, you go to a different country. That might not even be your own authentic belief. You should question it. Just because it's what you see other people doing doesn't mean that it's actually for you. I'm not saying don't travel at all, don't go to a different country, but I'm just saying to have a great reason. The next level of spending is to free your loved ones. Honestly, it takes about one or $2,000 to take most of the stress away from your family. Like if I'm imagining that you're somewhat of like in the middle, you know, your family aren't rich, but your family aren't like fully like ghetto broke poor, but somewhere around here working class. If you were able to give your parents one or $2,000 a month, their cortisol would probably half. You know, cortisol is like the stress hormone. If we like got a blood test, we'd be able to see a number for our cortisol. For our parents, it would probably be like above high if they're waking up sleep deprived, if they're working some shit job, they've been sleep deprived for about 10 years. Imagine that you could see a number in their blood that shows their stress. If you gave them one or 2000 a month, it gave them space to breathe and not need to like feel so scared of like, you know, rushing and trying to save money, one pound here, one dollar here. You'd actually see that cortisol number drop by like half with 1k a month. It's very powerful. It's like a very like low hanging fruit that you could use. They'd still have to work the current, you know, the job. If you gave them like 1k a month, your parents probably wouldn't just stop working. They'd still work the same job, but it'd give them the space to breathe. Then if you gave them about three or four or 5k a month, they could actually leave this job that they don't like. And that would free up their time to actually find like what kind of person they are. And this is a very interesting experience, especially for our parents. Like for us, we've kind of come into adulthood with another understanding of money than our parents have, haven't we? We kind of understand a lot more about entrepreneurship. We understand that a little girl on TikTok can make more money than a doctor. Our parents don't know that. And so our parents have lived this life where they've worked like 40, 50, 60 hour weeks for the last few decades. 
they've got to a point where they don't even know themselves. They don't even know what they desire. Your dad doesn't even know his purpose. He's even for, like, he hasn't felt his purpose in decades. So it's very easy to improve their life and to give them, not even improve their life, but to give them life. Their life has been kind of like a mule, like a donkey, just like a slave, a slave to you. And you really see like how your father and your mother have lived. For most young men, it's kind of like they've worked as slaves for you. And when you're able to free them, they're able to become like human beings again. And suddenly, when you do get to this point, when you're able to give them a few thousand a month, you'll see that they had interests and hobbies that they've wanted to do for decades that they weren't able to do because they needed to prioritize working to support for you. And so it was at this point when I basically retired everyone that my dad went all in on cricket and he became the cricket team captain and he practices every day and he, he really like enjoys it. I assume it's like the most important part of his life now. It's like, it feels like it's his purpose. He mentioned once that he wants to become like the umpire, like kind of like the um, kind of like the the referee in cricket, and that like I, it just makes total sense. It's like yeah, of course you would. You've liked cricket all your life, and for years you, he didn't play because he had to work sixteen hours a day. So he he gets to go and pursue something he actually loves, and when you do that, it's like it, it's it's like this sad bliss feeling, like kind of like how you feel when you think about Minecraft. It's like it's it's loving, but it's also sad at the same time because you think, damn, like you really like lived your life for me, didn't you? Fuck. It's a very sweet experience when you can just give enough to your parents that they don't need need to work some shit job that they don't care about. It's crazy to think that their entire lives have been structured to just make money for you. They've been on this this purpose layer, like this grind of making money and they've not even like fulfilled it. They were just able to maintain for the last few while and with the money that you make and give to the family, you're able to put them into the positive, which is really nice. You feel awesome. You instantly get respect from everyone in your family. You'll notice that at this point, the family arguments cut down by about 90%, especially with you. Like no one ever really argues with you when you're the one like essentially paying for everything, paying for every family member. No one argues with you anymore. No one, this isn't to say that you become an asshole, but rather like you, your family like lose a lot of the tension and you realize that the, a lot of like the arguments and hostility you may have had as a family were actually just down to like financial reasons and that stops, which is just so awesome to, to see. The next level of spending, so the better level of spending, level three, is learning skills. I've actually put learning skills above freeing your family. So as in learning skills is higher ROI. The reason why is because you are the money maker and anything we can do to improve your ability to make money means that you've got more to give to other people. So this is kind of like the saying of like, you've got to fill your cup before filling the cups of others. If the plane's crashing, you have to put on the oxygen mask on you first instead of others. Even though we'd like to be that sort of heroic guy who saves the other person, you can't save the other person if you pass out. So it's like, you can't keep providing for your family if you don't continuously level up your skills. Otherwise, you know, the nature of business is that everyone's getting better, everyone's growing because of the how lethal entrepreneurs are becoming. If you don't invest in your skills, someone else will overtake you and the money you can give to your family goes down. So the priority isn't actually to give money to your family, the priority is to use money to actually help you develop more. It doesn't sound as cool, but it is actually more of a long-term play. There's a really interesting concept I wanna walk you through. The first 10 to 20 hours of learning a skill, you will literally get to the point where you've about 80% mastered it. 
So a master is someone who's done 10,000 hours, 20,000 hours. In 20 hours, you get about 80% of the way there. So if we take three guys and put them onto a basketball court, one guy has never learned anything about basketball. He's a complete beginner. This is his first session. The other guy has had 20 hours of a coach giving him instructions on like how to throw the ball. And the other guy is a professional NBA, 10,000 hours, whatever, right? He's, he's been playing since he was four years old, right? And we ask him, okay, take this ball, throw it into the hoop a hundred times. The professional will get it in, what, what do you think? Maybe about 99, 98, 94, something like that, right? High 90s, right? The complete beginner who's never had any practice would probably get it in maybe about like 20 times. But you know the guy who's had 20 hours of practice, he would get it in about 80, 85 times. He got like not that far, like about 10%, 15% less than the actual master who's played for literally a hundred times or a thousand times more hours. You can imagine the difference, like that's fucking huge, right? You can literally get to like 80 out of a hundred of like this free throw in only 20 hours. You get most of the gains in 20 hours because you learn so much in those first few hours, but only, only if there's one condition which is met. There's one vital condition to learning, and this is why it's something we need to spend money on. You specifically need a teacher. You specifically need a coach. You need someone who's more advanced than you, who's giving you feedback as you do the thing. You see, learning by reading books and watching videos like this is awesome, but the way that you learn like super fast, you know, that 20 hours where you get like 80% as good as a pro, is where you have a one-to-one -one teacher who's literally watching you whilst you do the thing. So imagine your trajectory of business now. You've watched this guide, you're using the principles, right? And you're gonna make some progress, right? Imagine if I was there in the room with you for 20 hours watching you implement these actionable steps and watching you create your package, watching you create the YouTube video. Imagine if I was sat next to you whilst you were like creating a YouTube video and I could constantly keep like shouting out and saying, no, 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 say it like this, do it like this, do it like this. These little bits of feedback, every single one would just kind of bump up your learning way more than the guy who might watch a YouTube video, but isn't actually getting the feedback from an expert. This is how you put your learning on the fast track. And it's learning these skills that increases the ceiling to how much money you make, but also just how much progress you make in like all skills, even business or non-business related. The most powerful thing you can do for learning is to go and find a one-to-one -one teacher or a coach and pay them for about 10 to 20 hours of their time. This is such a high ROI. It's insane. The way that you'll go and find the teacher or coach, the way that I do it is I will read books on a certain topic. So for example, like storytelling, I tell stories at the start of every one of my videos, don't I? I'll go and find a good storytelling book, find one that is actually helping me that I like. I like, you know, the, the author is writing in a way that resonates for me. I use the advice and it works. And then I literally just go and contact the authors. Like you can contact authors, that, you know, like people who write books. You can literally just search their name on Google and most of them actually do coaching. So that's how I've found coaches myself. I find an awesome book and I literally just Google the author's name and find their website and I just send them an email saying like, I want to do some one-to-one -one coaching. I do offer that. And most of them already do because someone else has already mentioned them. So I have two coaches just for YouTube. I have a storytelling coach and a speech coach, like someone who helps me speak better. And I literally just messaged them and just got their hourly rate. Okay, 
Then I said, can we do 10 packet, uh, ten hours? Can we do 20 hours? And they agreed. And we just hop on video calls once a week or twice a week. And I literally like share my my uh, YouTube script, like the video script live. And live, they'll like watch me type in what I'm about to say for like, you know, the points I'm using. And they'll give me feedback on that. So I have a new mindset when it comes to learning skills. I don't even like learn unless I can go and get a one-to-one -one teacher. So if, for example, there's something I want to do, like right now I want to do yoga. It feels like my purpose to, you know, free my body and stuff. I'm not going to do it just yet. I'm waiting for the next few days because I'm going to soon go and like move close to the yoga place. I'm not even going to go and practice it by myself just yet. This is like a very like privileged little stubborn place to be. But in my perception, it's like it's almost a waste of time to learn a new skill if you can afford to just go and get a teacher. So there's like three levels. One would be, for example, you read or you watch a YouTube video, let's say on yoga, right? So you're, you're watching the stretch routine and you practice it yourself. The next thing would be when you go physically to like a class or you go to a yoga class and there's you and like five or 10 students and the yoga teacher. And for the entire lesson, maybe he comes up to you once and tells you like one bit of feedback. Okay, do this, do this thing. Then the ultimate lesson is when you just do a one-to-one -one and it's literally you and the teacher. And he tells you in that hour, like 20, 50 different things that you can do to improve. It's those bits of feedback. That is actually how you learn. Just doing the thing gives you some progress, but it's the feedback that actually puts your learning on steroids. And you can mix this with traveling. So you can go and see if there's like intensive workshops, events that you can go and attend. Maybe there's some for business. Maybe there's some for like even weightlifting or something. You go to these events and it's usually like an intensive training day where they'll have a teacher who will give you a bunch of advice. So the Wim Hof method has like these um, travel with instructors or these advanced work shops that you can go travel to and you'll have someone who's like a pro who will watch you get into like an ice bath and tell you the way to breathe. Alex Hamozi talks about this a lot that spending money on leveling up your skills is one of the like the highest ROIs you can get. So go ahead and don't be scared of buying like the one-to-one -one coaching, personal training, courses, workshops, events, mentorship, um, communities, all these like random things, courses and everything. Don't be scared of investing in your education and in your skills because these often have the highest ROIs. And again, this is exactly what we have in Adonis School. Just uh, let me just sell you Adonis School just quick. You can skip 30 seconds if you want, but I think this is really interesting. The way that Adonis School works is that everyone joins, they pay the joining fee, then they pay 99 a month after that, and you only pay 99 a month like recurring, right? But the more students that we get, the more money that I'm making, the more that I'm putting it back inside of Adonis School. So before we know it, we've got five teachers, we've got six teachers, like these live coaches, teachers who are experts in their field. So our students are only paying 99 a month, but they're getting access to like five different teachers. And my goal is to get that to more like 10 teachers so that with your same 99 a month membership, you've got access to so many different teachers that, and like three calls a day, which usually you'd be paying like hundreds per call. And because of the way the business model works, you can, if you can wrap your mind around that, the business model is really positive because all the money that these students are paying goes to me. I'm able to hire these teachers for a few grand a month to give you know one or two calls a week, for example. But the students are only paying 99 a month. For me, for my coaches, it's like $250 per hour that I pay. And yet the students are getting access to like five teachers for 99 a month. So it's a very positive feedback loop if you're interested in that and that we've got teachers for business, for sleeping, for masculinity, for finding your purpose, spirituality. Adonis School is the top link in the description. The next level of spending money is spending to improve your health.
you've heard so much and you've probably said it yourself that health is the priority. Maybe your big focus right now is your work, money, fitness, whatever it is. With your health, you do everything better. And I can't help but think about the time where my health drastically got worse. You don't often hear of like a young guy tell you this, do you? But there's been like two moments of my life where I'll, I'll tell you about both of them, okay? In 2020, early 2020, January, February, I had been living like a degenerate for the last like nine months. I had been smoking weed every single day. I had been like in this relationship with this girl that I was living with who I didn't even trust or like or you know want to be with, but I was so afraid of breaking up with her. And we lived together. I was eating junk food every single day. And then when COVID started and a lockdown happened, then I stopped exercising completely. And literally all I was doing was just indulging, watching content, watching movies, smoking weed, playing video games and everything. And I remember my mental health getting like really, really bad. Really bad that I couldn't help but get negative thoughts all the time. Like I'd wake up and I'd, you know, I'd smoke first thing in the morning. I'd be fapping. I'd go and like sit on the toilet and literally just like scroll and look at like Instagram girls and fap like literally within the first hour, like as part of my morning routine. Playing video games for hours, like my girlfriend at the, this girl I was living with, she was like a gamer girl, like alongside me. So we both used to play. And um, it was just so depressing. Like there was nothing that was happening. There was no growth, no progress, no nothing productive that we were doing. And I remember just my mental health was just so bad. Then my girlfriend got a message from my father. He wanted to message me, but I had him and the rest of my family blocked for the last year. For one whole year, like my family weren't able to contact me because we had like a massive argument and I realized like, you know, I hated them and everything. And so I blocked them all, kept on deleting their numbers, kept, you know, they'd message me with like a new number. I kept on blocking it, blocking it, blocking it. And eventually she receives a message from my father saying that they're just worried about me and that they wanted to let me know that my brother was getting married. And it, honestly, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Here I was with pure anxiety and depression for the last like year. But life moves on. I felt so horrible and I was, I was like stressed and anxious and so sad and depressed. And not to mention that then when COVID did happen, it was like the most stressful period of my life because I was working in a homeless accommodation shelter. And I was like helping one of the guys there to like not be like on the street homeless. And that was like super stressful for me. I remember I would literally like wake up in the middle of the night drenched, like wet in sweat. Like literally imagine you got a water bottle and poured it. There was fully like it would, the bed would be soaked because of how stressed I was. I would sleepless nights. And I don't blame her for this, but like she used to get pissed off at me because I'd be so like wet and uncomfortable at nighttime and everything. And so she'd be like pushing me away. And it, it was a very like lonely time and I never contemplated suicide, but I don't think I would have been like that far from the point of like where those thoughts would have come into my mind. And self-improvement really saved me there. And the next time where my health was really bad, it was in uh, late 2022, this year just gone. I had moved from like the countryside of the UK 
and we moved directly to London and it was like really overwhelming for me. I've never lived in like the big, big city before. I'm always, I'm quite like a natural, simple guy. So I live in like a town next to families and schools and everything. But I thought, you know, oh yeah, business is booming. I'm making, you know, lots of money and stuff. Let's go get an apartment in London because that's what you're supposed to do when you move out and stuff. And it was just instantly like just very overwhelming, like dizzying. It's not for me. And then from that point, I decided to move to Dubai. And that's when things got so much worse. Before I know it, I was waking up every single day with a headache, every single day with like nosebleeds. I track my uh, my health. I'm not wearing it right now, but I usually have like a whoop strap on or an aura ring. And you literally saw all my health stats just go like that in those months that I, I moved over to Dubai. Super stressful time, business isn't doing so well, relationship with my girlfriend's falling apart. It was like a horrible time. When your health isn't ideal, you can't even do anything else. Even if work is your priority, with poor health, it takes you away from work. When you have a woman that you love with poor health, you turn into an asshole towards her. You can't be productive. You can't be focused. Your brain doesn't work as well. And so any money that you can spend to improve your health is really high ROI. So I want to tell you specifically some products. I'm not going to like link affiliate links or anything. I'm just going to mention them to you. Products that have really helped me. The 8 Sleep is a very expensive product. It's like $2,000. It's like a mattress topper that regulates your temperature. And it just means that like you'll sleep better because your mattress normally will be like too warm. With this, it's like an AI system that like you know, tracks your body heat and then perfectly aligns your temperature to it. It's $2,000, so it's unaffordable for most people. But as you begin to make more money, if you want to invest in your sleep, this will improve your sleep by like 10, 20% every night that you sleep on it. Maybe a higher quality mattress, like the Eight Sleep is like a mattress topper, but an actual higher quality mattress. I went to one of those local, like the, the big stores, Dream or whatever it was. I went there and they like literally like, you just go in and say, I'm looking for a new mattress. This is the size that I, I want. And with a lot of these like big mattress companies, they'll make you go into like some scanner thing where you just like pretend to sleep and they'll find out which one's perfect for you. And the lady showed me around like a bunch of beds. Let me try them on. And th there was one that fit just perfectly. And my sleep has improved since then. And even pillows, like be honest, are you sleeping on the same shitty pillow from the last like years and years? And you know that it's not even that like not nice, but you're just like, you just keep procrastinating, getting a different one, trying one out, spending a day to end so, uh, maybe a hundred dollars or something to go try out like a bunch of pillows to the one that you find that is absolutely perfect your sleep's going to improve by like five percent straight after that and then i have a bunch of supplements i have this uh subscription supplement which is called bionic bionic and they they um do a blood test and then they find out which like nutrients you need and then they just send it to you every month so i've got like a bunch of bottles over there i've got some premium uh fish oil as well probiotics also higher quality food i get all of my food delivered i don't like go to the grocery store or anything i don't even buy from grocery stores because that's like no offense it's like it's it's like normal mediocre people food when you go to like a normal grocery store so i buy my stuff directly from the farms i only eat like single ingredients and so from the farms who have like the pasta fed cows, I buy their beef, it gets delivered to my house. You can do this in the UK. You can just search like farms near me. And usually they've got websites where they'll, they'll literally come and like deliver you meat fresh directly from them and cutting out the middleman of the supermarket where they put in all the extra like processing, packaging, everything. You can even find the farms who won't even um, make their meat 
touch plastics or anything like that so there's less estrogens the farms that you know promise no hormones everything like that so it isn't that much more expensive like my steak cost me like eight pounds you go to like a cheap grocery store it's probably like five dollars or six pounds or something it's not that much more expensive but my health has improved significantly because of that also talking about estrogenics i've mentioned a few times on my videos what they are estrogenics are like these plastics and chemicals in the environment which mimic estrogen and essentially like fuck up your health as a man it, it's estrogen so you get bitch titties and everything it lowers your testosterone your fertility and it's all around you it's all in like it's in your drinking water it's in the plastics that you touch. And so with money, you can afford to buy like estrogen free products. Like for example, I, I don't use like any kind of normal skincare products or, or tooth uh, paste or anything like that shower stuff. All of my stuff is like estrogenic free. I also have a reverse osmosis water filter installed into my house. It's not as complicated as it seems, but if you go onto Amazon and search for RO reverse osmosis water filter, you'll see that they're like a few hundred dollars and you might need to like pay someone some, I, I don't know. I think my dad did it for me, but like you might need to like pay someone like $50 to come around. That again is like, that's going to filter out the water. So you're not drinking water that's got estrogenics in. So like your testosterone's not being affected because tap water is not even like safe to drink. How, how fucked is that? People don't even know this. And for $500, you can save yourself. When you live with your woman and you want to get pregnant with and have a child with her, you know, she's drinking like poisoned birth control water. Think about how mad this is. There's literally like birth control hormones, you know, the pill that women take, a lot of women take every day. That's not filtered out from the water system. And so when you drink tap water, that's literally like, it's not filtered out. So you're drinking fucking birth control, which is fucking up your, your health. When your woman drinks it, when she's pregnant with your child, she's drinking birth control while she's pregnant. Your child is in her stomach and she's drinking the like the diluted version of the pill that women take to, to not be able to have children. $500 to potentially save a fucking miscarriage? That's a high ROI. You can see why I think this is one of the best ways to spend money is make sure your health is top tier health coaches as well you can go find like online pts and everything kind of related to like the skill section but you can go find some teachers and some coaches who will literally look after your sleep they'll track it like you know they'll get all the data from like you wearing the ring and they'll tell you okay yeah try this try drinking this tea let's see the stats and everything that can be powerful and even private healthcare in the uk we have the nhs but it's not very good and so I only go private. I had a surgery recently for varicocele. Like I had this thing, which you might even have, which is like the veins in your testicles are like too big and it causes like too much heat, which lowers testosterone and fertility. And to get an appointment with the NHS would have taken like six months. You pay private, pay 4,000 pounds. The surgery is next week. Very powerful. And level five, the best use of money possible, in my opinion saving time spending money to save your time is the highest roi thing because with your time then you can do everything else so all of the other levels here are unlocked when you've got the free time to pursue them so this is literally the priority any money you can spend to save your time is very powerful and i realized this as i was becoming an entrepreneur in 2019 when i was playing with this idea of becoming an entrepreneur i realized what i was going to do i was going to save up some money and invest that, but not in 
real estate, not in like, you know, the, the stocks or crypto or any bullshit like that, but rather just keep it in my bank account and essentially view it as an investment for the next like three months of runway so I didn't need to work a job. Mark my words when I say this, this is going to sound weird, but because uh, no one else has said this before, but mark my words, the greatest investment that you could possibly make is saving up a couple of months of expenses and then being able to quit your job and give yourself some runway so that you can go and start a business. The greatest investment is one in your time. This doesn't sound as cool of like an investment as real estate, but if you save up like £2,000 and you don't need to work for the next like six months because you live at home with family so you've got like no expenses, you've just given yourself six months of life. Can you comprehend that? You've just given yourself six months of life of like 40 hours or 50 hours a week, including commutes, just gone. You don't need to work that anymore. For any guys out there who are working full-time at a job that they hate, this is the greatest move they could pull is save up a few thousand pounds. Just move back to your parents if you need to. Save up like six months worth of your bills and literally just go all in on your business. Don't work a normal shitty job. Just go all in on your business for like six months. To save your time, you can also get services like meal prep. So I had one where they would deliver it to me like every week and there'd be like 20 meals. I'd have like three a day or something. And that means that you don't need to go shopping for groceries because it gets delivered to you and you just, you know, choose the one that you want on the website. It means that you don't even need to cook because you would just put it in the oven for like 15 minutes instead of you needing to like chop things or prepare things. It's literally just ready to go in the oven. And it even means you don't even need to clean up because the little cardboardy like thing that like the bowl of it you just throw it away afterwards there's no cleaning up with the washing up liquid or anything like that it will literally save you about 500 hours a year that's fucking huge hiring people to do things so that you don't need to do them will also save you time the best hire that i can think of for you it's going to sound super odd it's to hire a sibling, specifically a sibling or a family member who lives in your home. Because if you, like the conventional advice people will say is like, oh yeah, hire a personal assistant. But there's a lot of friction to that. You, you don't even know how it works. It's a bit complicated. Do you want to give them your card details? But if you hire your sibling and you literally say to your sibling, like save me time and I'll give you a few hundred pounds a month, they'd probably do it. Or maybe your father would probably do it, right? And it means that they could do all your chores for you it means that they can even like, you know, look at your emails and make sure if there's anything important, they send it to you. If it's not important, you don't even ever look at your emails. Like I haven't been on my emails in about two years now. My sister, for example, she even does like some of the YouTube stuff. So when my videos are done, she'll schedule it for me. So it saves me a few minutes there. My water bottles, she'll literally just walk into my room, take my water bottles, go and fill them up and bring them back up again. Minutes here, minutes here, minutes here. She checks my emails, even my post, she'll open it as well. And like, if it's something important, she'll come give it to me. If it's not, I don't need to see it. It sounds odd, but it's like paying your siblings or, or one of your family members, maybe even your mother or something, and just telling them like, I just want to focus on my business as much as possible. If you can save me 10, 20, 30 minutes a few different times in the day, if you can just make the food and literally bring it up to me, if when I want like a cup of tea or coffee, you would just make it and it wouldn't feel kind of weird between us for you being my servant or anything, but you would be like happy to do it to kind of support me. Just do that. I think specifically hiring like a family member is, is valuable because they're already in the house. They're already, they get this intimate level where like, you know, a personal assistant online can do some emails and stuff, but a sibling in your house can literally like 
hoover your room and, and can get your clothes ready and can fill up your water bottles and save you five minutes here, 10 minutes here, five minutes here. That sounds like small amounts. This is how you get to the next level. You prioritize your time. You put your time into your business to do those deep work tasks. You can also invest in a home gym. You don't need a full on setup. All you actually really need is two kettlebells. So I just went on Amazon. I searched for kettlebells. I got 20 kg and I literally just did like an eight minute workout every day instead of doing my normal like one and a half hour routine and you know you need to get ready and go to the gym and everything. The most progress I've ever made in business was earlier this year when I stopped going to the gym and all I was doing was like those home workouts quick. Five, ten minutes a day and then back to work again. And you might be wondering about the actual investments. So people talk about crypto and real estate and stocks. I've always had a very different opinion about that and I'll just give you mine. You might want to take someone else's advice but this is what served me well. I don't think it's worth looking into investing money like real estate because when you become a businessman, the truth is that the highest ROI you're going to get is first of all on yourself, like on these levels, you know, saving time, health and everything, right? And your skills. But after that, it's like just spend more money on your business. The highest ROI you're going to get is if you just hire more people, spend more money on your business, pay for like advertisements, learn those things. It's such a higher ROI than just buying it, you know, like what your parents would suggest or what some YouTuber tells you like, yeah, our real estate's so awesome and this is so awesome. You know why? Because the best investment advice that I have seen online so far is to invest in the things that you actually know. Too many young people are being told like, yeah, invest in stocks, invest in real estate. Be honest, bro. Do you really understand real estate? Do you really understand like the infrastructure of a house, what materials it's made, if it's triple glazed or quadruple glazed windows and how much that will change its ability to sell 10 years from now? Do you really understand like the market of, of like a city? If you do, fair enough. But for most guys, it's like, you probably don't and you're probably just thinking like, oh, but I thought, you know, I could just rent it out and you know, every year the price goes up, right? I don't think that's a good idea because do you really wanna be powerless in your investments? You buy a house, if your whole country's market goes down, like you didn't get any control of that. You buy a stock or index funds and other people are controlling the, the price of it. Crypto, it's like nobody fucking knows like what the hell is happening with the price of crypto, but with your own business, you reinvest in that. You look for ways that you could spend money in your own business and you can forcefully make your business worth more. So to date, even though I make like a fair amount of money, I'm not even considering any kind of normal investments, just putting it back into the business. Why invest in real estate when you've got a business and you've got all that extra shit to think about, like where's the house? And you know, it's kind of new dopamine where it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make so much money. You know, house prices always go up, but then you have to go and find the house. Then you've got to go and find like the way to rent it out. And you've got like these people coming in into the house and they've made some damages and this and this. And here you are literally like, you've got this business and you're spending more time literally fighting over the house, which you're getting like $700 a month in rent. Oh, but it goes up by like 30,000 a year. That's 3K a month, bro. By this point, when you can afford the house, your business is probably doing 10, 15, 20K a month. Why would you wanna like, like deviate your attention away? I've never understood it. So I'm not going to advise you to, to get into normal investments like everyone else would. My advice to you is literally just keep investing back into your business. Step 14. And now you realize the truth. Perhaps it might take you a few years to get to this point. I hope that it doesn't take you much longer than that. But you will realize at a certain point, if you allow yourself to, if you take a step back from your work and sometimes you go out into the mountains and you, you broaden your horizon, like your visual spatial field, You'll start to get the thoughts that like working so hard and making more money isn't actually as productive as you think it is. What I'm saying right now will scare you and, and cause fear inside of you, maybe some kind of sadness or, or agitation. 
I don't expect you to listen to this right now, but if you just heed these words, hopefully this will come back up again for you in a few years. Most men waste their lives working for money. You absolutely need money and you should make an awesome amount of it. But to waste your life doing it is a mistake. To prioritize making money over prioritizing your purpose, your masculine purpose, is a mistake. I believe that money should be used for your purpose. I don't think that the pursuit of money, like, you know, overly working, should be used as a procrastination from your purpose. And I'm guilty of this all the time. It's so comforting and so nice to work. It's almost like a game where you want to see the score go up. But if you're pushing off your purpose for that, it's actually procrastination. You call it a game, well, it's it's very much like a video game. It's just, it becomes a bad habit. You should absolutely have work that you love, that feels like positive contribution to the world. Making a, a bunch of money at the same time is really awesome. You get to enjoy like, you know, some of the finer things in life that are a little bit pricey. But try not to sacrifice your purpose for it. For many men, their purpose isn't actually to make money. For most men, honest, I don't believe that there's a man out there whose purpose is genuinely just just make money. I don't like, you know, your purpose is like your soul's, your, your, your body's reason for existing. Your body and your soul was not put here to just make money. Perhaps to create an impact or to contribute to the people that you care about. Perhaps maybe it was for fatherhood. Who knows what, what it is. But just be careful not to spend all your, your life, all your hours grinding away before you realize that you've just wasted a lot of it, that the extra numbers in your bank account didn't actually make a difference, and that if you spent those years pursuing your purpose, that would have actually changed your life and improved your life even further. Whether you make $2,000 a month or $200,000 a month, the real quality of life comes from the spiritual path. It comes from those immeasurable things like mindfulness, gratitude, love, community. Again, this isn't me saying, yeah, don't make money and money's so evil. No, 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 no. Money's fun to make. It's awesome to work and to contribute and to provide value to others. Business is awesome. But do so whilst you prioritize your purpose. If your calendar doesn't reflect this, if every day you grind at your work whilst calling yourself a purposeful man, but realizing that your purpose is maybe fatherhood and you're spending almost no time developing that and you're all your time in front of the computer screen, it's procrastination. This is just a message to my younger self that this is how I've lived for the past like, couple of months when I should have been pursuing my purpose more. I hope that you're able to free yourself from the, the need, the disease of like needing as much money as possible. Because too many men waste their lives like that when there's bigger, more ambitious things that we can aim for. I hope that this guide serves you well and helps you complete this layer of your obsession, of your desire, much faster than most other people do. When you're speaking to someone who would need this advice, whether it's in person or online, please mention it to them. Just, hey, you should watch Hamza's full guide on making money. If you write that in some comments around the internet, if you send the link over to some people, if you mention it to a friend, that would spread this wisdom to them so that they can achieve financial freedom alongside you. Click and watch this video right now. Do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it. Mwah. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.